0: We got it secret famous, secret famous, oh, uh-huh. secret famous, secret
1: famous. With Paul Madison. Oh, we'll be back in the high life again. Oh la la la, yeah la la la, yeah oh uh-huh. uh-huh. Happy September guys. I missed you guys. I missed everybody. I missed y'all. I've not been here in this zone since July. What? And this zone is me alone in my apartment. This is when I feel comfortable to talk into a microphone. It's been a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful summer. I've been swimming. I've been having fun. You've been having all the fun too. i seen them pictures on the Instagram. Come on. Drinking your coffees. Taking those jumping beat shots. We've seen it. We know what everybody's been up to. Oh, man. It's September. My wife is back at work. Rachel's at work. I have to teach guitar lessons today. I woke up, and I'm having coffee in a Topo Chico, and I played some piano. You'll be. Um, and, uh, I was like, oh man, I have some, I have a bunch of podcasts in the can. I should start ripping these out because this is fun. And people are like, man, are you, send me the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, it's here. This is what I'm doing literally right now. So what a summer. We, I, you know, I am a tourist. I get to be a tourist. You go out. I saw P.I. Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia my next guest is gonna take the leap from a tourist into a traveler. She's the great, she's the coolest, she's loved by all. She's loved by all. When you move to New York, people are like, look, here's what's gonna happen. Not everybody's gonna like you and you have to learn to say no, right? Caitlin Rosani, it's not the case, dude. She's not living in that New York. And yet she still wants to leave, Caitlin. I'm talking directly to you, um, <clears throat> right? A tourist is someone who counts the number of days they have left. A traveler is someone who counts how many days they've been out? Caitlyn has been fucking everywhere. What is it? She's been, I think, in this podcast, it's twenty-seven countries. I ask her a lot about her travels, um, only because I know I've heard her tell all these stories. So I was like, you gotta, you gotta tell some of this because she's, she's a natural entertainer. When she comes to rehearsal, so I play guitar in Caitlyn's band. Full disclosure. <clears throat> when she comes to rehearsal, she is telling stories to the event, like entertaining us and you're like what well when did this happen and she'll be like oh that was that was this morning and you're like what so she like she's just this natural hilarious storyteller so we don't even really barely talk about her music career because she's such a traveler and she is in December ish gonna take off and just circumnavigate the globe an old William Finnegan if you will just going out there and doing it. And uh, William Finnegan is a guy who wrote a book called Barbarian Days, Caitlin. And I was reading it this summer. And he did that in the 70s, mostly on a surf trip. It's a great, a beautiful writer. So, you know, you could circumnavigate the globe for a couple of years and then write a beautiful memoir and we'll all read it. So Caitlin Rosati, she's also from the 315. So that makes her, like, exceptional, just in general. It makes her exceptionally badass. Like, if there was a person we had to, like, shoot in a rocket ship to show aliens or full potential, I would send Rosati. Probably most people would be like, let's send The Rock. We're gonna send The Rock. And I'm like, dude, The Rock the Rock is not that cool. You know what I mean? Is he cool, you know? He's got a polarizing Instagram page. You're like, this motherfucker gets up at three. Caitlin Rosati, dude, she's representing real people. She's relaxing and kicking ass simultaneously. The Rock only posts pictures of himself. That was a stretch, Caitlin Rosati. I don't know how far that one worked out. Anyway. So she's going to travel the world. She's a fucking badass singer, songwriter. The first fucking song I'm going to play is Sit the Fuck Back Down. I did not write this song with her. This is about an ex-dude. If you can't tell by the title, it's got a rad music video, one in which I play the character of Donald Trump like 2016, like in August, like when the New York Times was telling us that... Fucking Hillary had this wrapped up. You're like, yeah, there's a 98% chance. Man, fuck, we're not going in there. This is the worst shit ever. So there's a cool video for that. And then we're going to end this with uh, Obsessed, which I think is another great song. These are two songs I did not write with her so I can have an unbiased opinion of them and not be so inside of them and just be like, these are great tracks. And uh, the thing that Rosati can do, she can do a lot of things. Rosati can do fucking anything she wants to do because she's a fucking badass. But um, she, if you ever check out like early Jay-Z shit where he talks about he's on his deliveries and he would just write the whole rap in his head and it was all memorized. And he's like, and then he'd have the whole rap and go in the studio and lay down just verses upon verses upon verses. Rosati has a similar skill and in the podcast, I tried to, I was like, do it, do your thing, do the thing where you got the song in your head. So I think like she has a similar creative process, which is amazing where she'll come and just be like, okay, here's the new song. And then she'll literally sing the verses and the chorus and like sing the whole song just in her head. And this is how it's going to go. This is the song. And it's like a fully conceived song just in her brain, like where she's just repeating it and repeating it and adding and working on it, the melody and the lyrics. And it's, it's like a just a pure top line. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I get to just like, we just put a guitar part and a groove behind it and it's like, damn, fucking done song, dunzo dunzy. <coughs> and in the podcast, I try to get her to do it. So Caitlin, you were like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to do that, but she can do that. And it's fucking amazing. Dude, it's amazing. Ah, Caitlin. And this is her and I in my grungy-ass fucking rehearsal space, which Caitlin, in big news, Kenny, released this month. So that's a little sad. It's the end of an era. All the eras are ending, and everybody's just procreating. And here we are, rubbing my finger, rubbing the dust off my Apollo, because I haven't been home for two months. (laughs) Anyway! In podcast news, I got the stickers coming. The other thing, I was like, I gotta get a trucker hat, because I obsessively wear trucker hats. So those are coming. Thank you to those who've reached out and hit me up. Uh, I will get them to you. I will get them to you. And happy fall. Happy fucking fall. I I feel like this is a teaser. It's been cold for a couple days, and it's going to get a million degrees again. But I'm keeping summer alive all winter this winter. It's just not going to die. And uh, if this comes out in September of 2018, Caitlyn is doing a show December 14th at the bitter end. So you can watch that. Look at that. I'm promoting for that. Meow, Caitlyn, because you booked that show yesterday via the text message. Yes.
0: <clears throat>
1: All right. All right. This is a re-record of the intro. It's already gotten way longer. This. I'm just happy. I'm happy to be secret famous again. I hope you guys have the best motherfucking day, and enjoy this fucking hilarity that is Caitlin Rosati because she is, she is special. She's perfect. You're the best.
2: Holla! What would you say if you looked me in my eye? I bet you turn your head and run. You're a coward, that's no lie. You can't handle all this greatness. Just let the queen wear her crown. Run in your mouth, but I'ma put you in place Sit the fuck back down I gave you a million chances And you blew it, you blew it So you'd be fine without me Yeah, you knew it, right, you knew it Now your skin crawls And you run every time I come around You talking shit Say it to my face or sit the fuck back down Sit the fuck back down Sit the fuck back down You talk the doctor Skyrocketed, an unstoppable force to be reckoned with I'm high on the throne, you're at gravity That's the only way you know how to live You play the victim, please, what have I done? I always wanted you around You dug your own grave Karma's a bitch and she never lets me down So everyone's on Team B Oh, the bad guy must be me But I bet your big mouth didn't mention How hard I tried to make peace All the times I said, Sit the fuck back down. Sit the fuck back down. Hey, sit the
0: fuck back down. Like hey, you talk the dog, so walk the walk or sit the fuck back down. Sit the fuck back down. Hey, sit the fuck back down. Like hey, you talk the talk, so walk the walk or sit the fuck.
2: only be one winner so sit the fuck back down sit
0: the fuck back down like, sit the fuck back down like you talk about-
2: Hey.
1: Hey. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody's doing well. I'm here in the ice rink. You don't have to blink, blink with the wonderful artist, singer songwriter, feminist, bartender, and proprietor of the Instagram handle No Man Nomad. Nomad, no man. Say it out loud, Caleb.
3: No Man Nomad, bruh.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Caitlin Rosati! Hello, 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 hello! Hey, it's been a long time coming. Caitlin, this is you are a first for me.
3: My what? <laughs> you're,
1: you're the first <laughs> solo female artist oh. on Secret Famous. This will be Secret Famous episode number 12.
3: Number 12, number 12.
1: Full disclosure, Caitlin Rosati is from the 315 area code. Chicken Riggies.
3: Chicken oh. Riggies. <laughs> <laughs> Utica Greens! Utica Greens, tomato pie,
1: from Mount Markham. Which your school colors were blue and white, right?
3: Westmoreland, god green and white. The, the Bulldogs, bro. We actually discussed this.
0: You're right. <laughs> about no.
3: five minutes ago. Oh my god. But you're you was It's a for effort.
1: Okay, I know we've already talked about this. <clears throat> Sorry. Anyway, and. Sorry. It's <laughs> embarrassing. I'm like, and you're from Waterville, right? Purple and yellow. And I'm like, like, where's no, that? Dude, Mel Markham. Anyway, and full disclosure, I play guitar in Caitlin's band, and we are friends outside of that.
3: We went to the beach last week.
1: We actually are re- actual real friends.
3: Yeah, we hang out.
1: So me interviewing you is... And
3: Inter- it's terrifying for me. <laughs> it's
1: terrifying for you.
3: I feel like I'm being interrogated by my friend already.
1: Good, you should. So okay, let's good. start.
3: I like being scared. Go ahead.
1: We also cheers to us. It's we're um, it's five o'clock. It's five thirty-six on a Tuesday, and Caitlin was like,
0: oh, "I need a beer,"
1: and I was it's, like, "Good, so do I." It's, it's true. July. <laughs> So I feel I feel like that needs to be mentioned though in the podcast because there's been like caffeine ones.
0: No, no, this is definitely this is an, a beer one.
1: This is beer You're one. You're gonna Kaylen. hear some beers
0: opening.
3: Kaylen, it was sorry. it was four thirty and he said, It's four thirty. I need a beer and I was like, Don't gotta twist my arm, man. Don't I
1: know.
3: Go. We're drinking a mermaid pilsner. It's local.
1: Well it's from let's, Brooklyn. let's start with your mermaid. How was your mermaid parade this year? Okay,
3: the mermaid parade is the best thing that happens in New York City. June is my favorite month because there's the mermaid parade and there's gay pride, which unfortunately I had to miss gay pride this year, which means I had to go extra hard at mermaid parade. <laughs> so, <laughs> my dear friend Katie Silvernail, uh-huh. who is also backup in our band, makes costumes. But this year was really hot, so I said I just want to put glitter on my tits and wear a wig. And I was a jellyfish. Obviously. <laughs> if you didn't get it, you're an idiot. So...
1: Did you wear pants or shorts? Or I wig? wore
3: high-waisted bikini bottoms and a really long mint green wig and an umbrella that had jellyfish tentacles. So I had glitter all over my boobs and then little pasties. But
1: Did everybody know that you were a jellyfish? Like It was pretty obvious. They're like, oh, they're like, oh, she's that girl's uh, that
3: girl really went out of the box. She's not a mermaid. She's a <laughs> jellyfish. Nobody knew it was a jellyfish because I left the umbrella somewhere. That was the only giveaway that I was a jellyfish because of the tentacles. It was too much to carry, and it kept getting tangled in my wig. That's
1: a lot to carry. And you actually go in the parade, right? No, we didn't. You have to register. Or something. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out this year.
3: No, we didn't. I mean, we actually almost entirely missed the parade this year because we took so long to get there.
1: Parade starts at one.
3: No, they can started at 11. I don't know. We got there at 2, and it was still going on, but there was a, this year, there were a lot of people. So, and it was really hot, and obviously, we were drinking mermaid beers all day, and toward the end of the day, I looked down, and one of my pasties was off, and my, <laughs> my nipple was just out, and I'm all about it, but I was like, how long has that been missing? Sorry, right, there was still glitter and one pasty on. So then... I, I wasn't so Did you
1: just you f- I wanted it, to you go with it but out, we did it, we
3: we we did a little Google and it seems as though it is illegal. To
1: have one breast out. To have
3: one breast out. It's 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 illegal in Brooklyn apparently. So, I didn't want to get a ticket. So, I took my wig and I tied it around my tits and that was my new shirt. <laughs>
1: Kaitlyn Rosario, y'all—the yeah. realest of the real. It's getting real. We're getting the breast stories. But I was a little upset. So, I wanted—I
3: wanted to free the nipple. I was—I was excited, and then I was like, "I'm gonna get a ticket." Ugh, fine, I'll wear a wig as a shirt. It was great. And do like, you think I got
1: cops would really hand out a ticket at
3: the Mermaid Parade. Did you see this? They like, doesn't are,
1: it feel like you're in Coney Island. It's a parade, like
3: they—they're all over on the Mermaid Parade because of open container. Uh, open yeah. container see, which is fucked up, man. It's the Mermaid Parade.
1: It's the Mermaid Parade. There's like
3: a beer made specifically one, for it.
1: One nipple, I know, in our Puritan ass country. It's like, oh my God. It's,
3: uh, they would have it's had a harder nipple.
1: Give her a ticket. I don't even have big
3: tits, so it's really not even that offensive. It's like I'm a fat guy. You know what I mean? got like... And the you
1: know. size of the breast is yeah, more it's offensive, a, right? Is that, it's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the scale that's you're the, on. You're like, the,
3: Wait, look at that huge. I'm breast. like, <laughs> I'm hardly a beacon, man. Offensive. This is not that offensive. This isn't poking <laughs> anyone's eye
1: out. Chill. These are like almost the dude's. You yeah. should see Kenny Shaw's breasts. Hey, Kenny. He probably won't listen. It's okay. Or maybe he does. Maybe he will
0: listen. Fine.
3: Bye, Kenny. All right.
1: So, and do you do that? You've done the Mermaid Parade probably every year.
3: Three years, four, or maybe four. But the first year, Katie, my friend who makes the costumes, made me an outfit. And of course, the night before, I used to work at this bar that I hated. And I walked out the night before and went to my friend's barbecue and had a few beverages. And I was supposed to wake up at like eight AM the next morning to go to the mermaid parade. But instead I woke up at noon with about twenty seven missed calls from Katie <laughs> in my friend's bed. And I was still pretty intoxicated. And I was like, Oh fuck, I gotta go to the fucking mermaid. She was already down there. So I was like, Don't worry, I'm coming. But the oh, problem my way.
1: I'm ten minutes in air uh, than you.
3: I'll be there in three hours because it's in Coney Island. Yeah. So by the time I got down there. I did not have time to change it to my costume, because she didn't bring it with me. But luckily, I had a show the next night, so the next night I was a mermaid at the show. At Trash Bar, which closed, because New York sucks now.
1: New York sucks now. Uh,
3: Did you ever go to Trash Bar?
1: Of course. The one in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I played there once. I played my my one gig as a drummer in Abby Payne's Younger Brothers Band at the Trash Bar. something I would
3: have paid to see.
1: It was... Amazing.
3: I used to play there a lot, and then uh, my mom came to one show, and she said it was really dirty. The show, not the bar.
1: It was a good Just bar. Kidding. I liked that spot. Right? Yeah. yeah it was I thought fun. it was cool for a little while, but I was yeah. sad when they closed it. Yeah, it didn't reopen anywhere, right?
3: Now it's a now it's a boxing club. Mm,
1: mm. Fun. Let's go boxing
3: instead of drinking and watching music.
1: Mm, <laughs> and you're a real Williamsburg person, which people should know about you.
3: It's true. Well, you've
1: been all over, but you've spent some time in the spent, burg.
3: I spent like six and a half, either six or six and a half years in Williamsburg on the south side.
1: South side. Okay.
3: South. The Hasidic
1: side is what you're trying to say. is all I'm trying to yeah, say. Just trying to subtly be like.
3: Where all the, the Jews Hasidic live.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: Ooh, they never liked my dog. They were never nice to my dog. And it was fun because they have so many holidays where they can't touch electricity. So there was one time I was walking with my old roommate, Sophia, and-
1: We love you, Sophia. Yeah, Sophia, this is a-
3: And we had just gone to the deli, and we had Bowie, my dog. My dog is Bowie. And it was like 9 p.m.
1: Her and shaky s- dog.
3: My shaky, psychotic dog. <laughs> <Mother>! <laughs> That's how I talked to him. And now he has a tremor forever. <laughs> Sorry, Bowie, I love you. Um, so Sophia and I had just gone to, like our, you know, our little bodega and Sophia got like Doritos or something. And so we're walking Bowie and we get back into our street and there's a Hasidic Jewish man standing out front and he's like, excuse me, would you guys mind, wouldn't you guys mind uh, coming up to my apartment? Uh... It's really hot, and I want to turn the air conditioning on, but I can't because of whatever holiday it was. Sophia goes, I would, but, like, my hands are, like, really cheesy right now because she was eating Doritos. I was like, I'll do it. Fuck. So, and I was like, yo, if I'm not down here in two minutes, call the cops. Come save me. When these people had me in their apartment, they really took advantage of me. I had to, like, move a bed. I had to put on, like, five different AC units. I had to open up their oven. I had to do all these things, and they were super sweet and super nice. But I was like, "Damn, how many fucking favors you need from me?" And then when I was leaving, they gave me a big bowl of like Jewish pastries and two beers.
1: Two beers, one was, for Sophia or just two for you?
3: I obviously drank them both.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you like you didn't come up, you.
3: Bitch. I was like, you lied about your cheesy hands. <laughs> I earned so sh- these beers.
1: She waited outside with Bowie. Well, you went inside and did all of these chores <laughs> for this acidic family. All right.
3: Yeah, so, you know, it was interesting to live in the Hasidic side,
1: but... You also have that story that where the dude came on to you? Mm-hmm, so I was... I was, I was this is a good story, It's though. like you're speaking a, my language. It's a...
3: Walking Bowie, right? I'm on Barry Street, right outside the South Fourth Bar, if anybody knows that area. Very populated, and it was 2 p.m. on, like, a Tuesday, and, you know, I, I look like plain Jane, like, not wearing makeup is when I had bleach blonde hair. This car pulls up
1: to me. Uh, I'm just going <clears> to... <throat> I want to stop you right there, Caitlin. Okay, just just for the story. I've never seen you look like plain... J- In fact, this might be the normalest clothes I've ever seen you wear. I'm wearing A black t-shirt and white shorts. Generally, you're wearing...
3: Sequins or sequins. no shirts.
1: Uh, crazy. Your fashion style is from...
3: Outer space. It's
1: yeah, you're yeah, yeah, so this that part of the story is a little hard to believe. Okay,
3: well, I can tell you exactly what I was wearing because I remember this so well. I was wearing a black jeans
1: and a black cardigan. I
3: don't own jeans or a black cardigan, so (laughs) that's not what I was wearing. It was a black jumpsuit, like a full one piece, and it was like spaghetti strap and like really, you know, those like balloon pants.
1: Okay, okay, so So that's
3: fairly plain
1: for you. That is hella plain,
3: right? But I guess, yeah. Whatever it's comfy. I'm walking my dog. It's 2 p.m. So this car pulls up to me, right? And this is like this was like five years ago. So this was like before Uber was really big. And I remember I I used to have to like call a call car service if I needed one because taxis never came in my street. Whatever. So and he like kind of beeps at me, you know, little beep beep. And I was like, and I was like, uh, uh, it's not me. I thought he was like a car service. And I was like, no, 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 it's not me. And he's like, no, I have a question. Uh, So I kind of walk up to his car and I don't feel threatened whatsoever. It's busy street by my dog and he's like do you know of a, a girl i could hire for 30 minutes and i, I thought i misheard him because this hasidic jewish man's talking about some hypocritical shits and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just, just saying."
0: walking
1: my dog
3: in my plain jane black jumpsuit <laughs> bro what why you gotta bother me so i was like i was like i'm sorry and he's like you know like, a girl you can I could hire her for thirty minutes to to give me a blowjob. I'll pay her. I was like, no, I don't.
1: Oh, girl, you're a singular girl, so he's clearly asking you.
3: No, no, no. no. Because like an then he goes
1: asking you, right? Because
3: then he goes, well, are you interested? Mm. I was like, so, well, not anymore. Like, what the fuck?
1: You, you wanted this? a random girl, and now you want me?
3: I, I'm your sloppy seconds. I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good day, sir. So, how much did you get for it?
3: Uh, He paid my rent for a year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I unfortunately cannot relate to that story because no one has ever asked me for fellatio on the streets of New York City.
3: Yeah, that is definitely a first. I've been asked some weird things, but that one—that one might
1: win. Is that the one and only time that you've been? At least there was like a monetary exchange.
3: Yeah, it's like at least you're willing to pay me versus like like, you'll suck
1: my dick. Yes, like like you won't go in the
3: bathroom and suck my
1: dick, and I'm like. No, not really. <laughs> At least you could be honest. Like, well, because, like, w- did you feel threatened?
3: No, I was just, I was in total
1: shock. You were just shocked.
3: You're I like, was new to the neighborhood. And
1: yeah. he, like, he just propositioned me for sexual service. I was like, that, that service.
3: Hasidic Jewish man wants me to be his prostitute. That's crazy.
1: That is crazy. That's it's, bold to ask a stranger. And w- look... You know, I know nothing, but one of my favorite websites is The Erotic Review. Like, there's clearly websites. It's the funniest website ever. You can go read all... It's like the Craigslist for people who are providing this service, right? Interesting. You should read it sometime. I'm going to definitely check that shit out. I think it's T-E-R. The Erotic Review. Erotic? Erotic. Erotic. It's like, we'll forward pages of, like... What crazy, I gotta be, I have to like not speak out of school on my own thing. I'm like, and then I'll, well, no, I'm not gonna say that. But there's clearly places in New York City to find
3: prostitutes. Yeah. No shit.
1: That's (laughs) everywhere. There's probably one by your bar, by the hog pit, right? Like it's like a. In fact, I think there is one. In fact, I think I know of one. It's a men's spa. I had a. Do you know that?
3: <laughs> I had a. I'm like, oh yeah, that place. Uh, I had a customer come in last week with From a prostitute.
1: The with the prostitute.
3: With a prostitute. It was such a.
1: How did you know? By her dress or by the fact that he handed her $300? So he comes she in left? occasionally.
3: And I had heard through the grapevine that he hires prostitutes, which, mm. whatever. And then I saw him with this girl, and I was like, oh, yeah, he hires prostitutes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, the rumors are true. Okay, dude. And they're just, like, sitting at the bar, and I was like, "Uh, yeah. So it's like
1: some pretty woman, like Julia Roberts, Uh, Richard Gere? She came in
3: first, and even when she came in, you know, the hog pit's clearly not that girl's type of bar. Just from the hog pit gets a certain crew.
1: Okay. Yes. No. It's probably not where it's some high-speed-looking right. babe is hanging. And it's
3: it's, and she also besides you know,
1: yourself, besides.
3: Mine's mine's out of force, but I do love the hog pit. I do love the hog pit. Yeah. I spent a lot of time there.
1: So. Anyway, that will lead me beautifully, <laughs> into, <laughs> your, fascination, obsession, passion with travel. Yes. Right? You've yeah. been to... I, I, Well, I'm trying to make this as a long leap to, like, Thailand, where there's, like, legal prostitution, right? Right. Or the red light district in Hamburg, Germany. Or the Netherlands. Or, or yeah,
3: the, the red light district in Amsterdam was interesting.
1: Amsterdam, right? It's not legal in New York City, but as New Yorkers, we see it everywhere. It's everywhere. It's... There's no hiding it. Like, we were just having a joke about there's a, a spot in Astoria, and it will, it will... There's no sign on the window. It just says massage. And then it will shut down for a week, and then we'll open up again under a new name, and it'll be like
3: (laughs) nail salon. Yeah,
1: like okay, we know we know it's going. (laughs) We know what happens there, and it's all good, and it's fine. I
3: have, I have.
1: So to conclude your Hasidic prostitution offer, it's like what, dude? Like you can't. You have to ask. You have to ask a random girl on the street street
3: at two p.m. walking her jog, which was amazing in itself, because like I said, they're not a fan of the Bowie.
1: They don't like Bowie.
3: They don't like dogs. They 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 are not nice to animals. They they run across the street when they see him.
1: Okay, All right.
3: well, <laughs> and listen, they have a lot of kids, right? Okay, but There's your dog
1: little... is shaky, so it could be scary. Like, okay, does she beat on, her dog. Like, the... What's going well, on? I
3: don't think they fucking care if I beat my dog. <laughs> 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 and I don't, for the record. And for the record, there was one time though, he like wouldn't walk on the leash, and I'm like trying to fucking go back home. And he's just sitting there being an asshole. And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and this woman heard me. And she looked up. I was like, just kidding. And then I had to like get on the ground and like pet him to show her I'm not
1: oh, abusive. It was... Uh, I just have That's a lot what of just happened. We just went to a bodega to get a <gasps> yes. Beers and we're walking out and like, Kaylin, stop fucking with me, you asshole. And I was like, like Leave me alone, me bro. Up. As soon and as then I, saw, I was guy, like, No, she's joking. She's joking. <laughs> this
3: guy was gonna kill him. He was gonna kill Paul. I was like I was, like, I was like, he's bothering me. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's funny until someone gets hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: it's all fun and games. <laughs> until Paul gets
3: his ass <laughs> beat in Paul a bodega in Fema. fucking Queens.
1: Hey alright. Anyway, Caitlin Rosati, tell us How many countries have you been to?
3: 27.
1: 27.
3: That's including America, but it is a country.
1: It counts. It counts. 27. You're turning 28 on June 20th, July 20th? Yes. Yes. So that's a lot of countries.
3: 28 will happen while I'm 28, and probably more, because I have this problem where as soon as I have a day off, I have to book flights.
1: So you're like a, a thrifty traveler, that should be, which is cool. I'm saying... Right? Like you can do, how much could you go to Italy for here and back?
3: Five days. I could fucking crush that shit in like under 600 bucks.
1: And you really, do you stay in hostels?
3: I stay mainly in hostels because I figure if there's one thing I have to sacrifice, it's sleep. Because I'm a New Yorker and we do not sleep. Mm -hmm. So comfortable sleep just does not usually happen when I travel.
1: You sacrifice comfortable sleep, okay. In
3: order to have more money to do excursions. And I do my best to not really take taxis. Then I Walk on
1: foot. Do you do you travel with one backpack? Like Usually,
3: backpack? yeah. I have a I have two travelers backpacks. One is a carry on, and the other is like a legit thing. But that thing's a pain in the ass because it's super heavy. And actually, one year ago from today, I was in Greece, according to Facebook memories, Ooh. and those assholes lost my fucking bag, and I checked everything and it was a three week trip so I was in smelly airplane clothes which I usually still dress really cute for the plane because <laughs> as we already discussed I'm a fossil no sloth but, cool. but, but for that support. trip I it was like a late flight I just had in like some shitty like tie to like workout pants. So this pants. is the
1: flight from Greece back to here. Or no, back no, no, no. This there. was
3: into Greece. at The beginning of a three-week trip.
1: And they lost your bag at the beginning of a three-week. trip. So
3: I had a layover in Stockholm. Your favorite,
1: my one of my favorite cities in the world. Yes,
3: he, he crushed Stockholm. Oh, Stockholm's such pretty a
1: perfect little.
3: It is city. perfect. It's like I only had a, a five-hour layover are there, sweet, but oh the my
1: food god, good.
3: I didn't eat much there because I was only there for. <laughs> you were only little there bit. for five hours. Yeah. I did get like a street hot dog, which I forget what they call it. And yo, hot it was dog. it was hot dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. But Europeans was, love hot dogs. Meat in any sort of phallic shape is there's a lot of that. When
3: I was just in Germany right uh, as I was leaving, I was like yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm not a big meat person as you know. I'm not I no, i are
1: pretty much a veggie.
3: I struggle with the ethics of it, but I'm also open-minded when I travel. You
1: read Eating animals I read eating I just animals. Recently finished. I
3: watched Food Inc.
0: Watch I, Food Inc. I
3: think PETA is a little over the top. It's a little over the top. They don't yep. even believe in having pets. And I'm like, I want seventy five dogs at all times, so that's just a little Yeah. The dogs are fine. Where else are the fucking where are the pugs gonna go? Where are the pugs gonna <laughs> go?
1: <laughs> they're just gonna go to the grave. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're just gonna roam around no, and get hit pe- by a car because they're idiots. So they need me. They need you. But yeah. yeah, so it was my last morning in Germany, and my I had an early flight, and I'm like, I can do one more because you know they have like a million types of sausage, and I want to try the them. The oh, bread oh.
1: meat combo. Uh, uh, in I was German, just, it right? was yeah, it was amazing, so but I
3: was I was, I was I was I was it was a little aggressive for me for that much. In a short amount of time. So it was my last morning there, and I got this. I forget what it was called, but it's apparently – because I, like, did the research after I ate it because it was so damn good. It's, like, an Austrian sauce. It originated in Austria. So I'm eating it, and it's delicious, but it's, like, super heavy and greasy, and it's, like, 730 in the morning. And then I go to look down at it, and it is oozing pure fat. And I was, like, oh, God. That's what I'm – I mean, I still ate the rest of it, but it was – I don't think I can
1: eat sausages for a while. Don't know, fat is what makes things delicious. Yeah, but you don't you want mean? to see
3: it. like It was like oozing, like like popping a pimple oozing. It was just like fat.
1: But it was hot. It was very hot, like temperature Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But still.
1: Oh, I don't know. I think you're okay here. Well, no, We're I in it. the clear. I made it. I'm, Austrian... not, I'm still
3: here. But I'm like, yo, like, oh. that Austrians...
1: Well, I'm just going to eat it anyway. I
3: did. And I, cause there was like two bites left. I'm like, well, I obviously already ate a lot of it. There's hungry people. There's hungry people in the world. It's fucked up to waste food.
1: All right. So you're flying from Stockholm to Athens. Athens. And then there was a long... they lose long, your massive bag.
3: Which had three weeks worth of shit in it, including all my contacts, like for my eyes, obviously. Yep. Which was my biggest fear, because I'm like, I can go buy some shorts and shit, but how the fuck am I gonna see? I'm here for three weeks.
1: Oh, that's my fear too. That I have a reoccurring nightmare about that. I
3: did get the bag back after two days. Okay. But it, it, it definitely drove some anxiety by the end of day two when it still wasn't there and I still wasn't getting updates. Because I was about to leave Athens mm. to like head to Santorini and I'm like, if I leave Athens, I'm never gonna see that bag. Yeah. So I, in the middle of the night, when I was leaving for Santorini the next morning, the bag showed up.
1: I at was the at airport or something, or at the hotel. hotel.
3: Yes, and they—that's one of the one of the few times I've stayed in a hotel. So yeah, I you, I always stay in hostels, but sometimes if it's a long trip, like the first night, I'll treat myself to a hotel, like a shitty one that's like fifty. A, a shitty night. hotel. Yeah.
1: What about the last night? What no, I... you just don't sleep the last night because you're so hardcore. <laughs> no, I don't sleep.
3: I'm trying to think. <laughs> that trip, I was in a hostel, but it worked out great. It was in Paris. That's where that trip ended. And I got a hostel, and it was like 25 bucks, which is expensive for a hostel. Usually they're like six bucks.
1: Six euro or six dollar?
3: The one in Santorini I stayed at was in US dollars, nine bucks a night in Santorini.
1: And you had a shared room with like six, seven other people? All these
3: people. And there's never any Americans that stay in hostels. If they are, they're like 18, you know, they're, they're like
1: kids, they're children.
3: They're and I'm 27. Not that that's ancient, but like, for life. It's Getting
1: old for hostel. Yeah, no, like I'm, sorry, I'm like,
3: sorry. so no. So, the best thing, the buddy. best thing is, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm the grandma. Whatever. Yeah, what's up, kids? I like go to the dive bar show you while about they're all club
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> You want me to show you how to stay awake, kids? Yeah. So, in in Santorini, it was it wasn't a very large hostel. There was like four rooms total. Each room like eight people per room. So whatever, we'll say there was like somewhere around thirty people, and. It was someone's twenty second birthday, and it was like my third night there, and they were like, "They, you know, they always call me New York because I'm just like always well, the fucking New Yorker," and they're like, "Yo, New York, we're all going now. We're gonna celebrate blah blah blah's birthday. Are you coming?" And I was like, the fucking Lily, now. Nah, that sounds terrible." I was like, "No, you you kids have fun," and I had the whole hostel to myself. while these assholes all went out and got drunk. They all woke me up at four a.m. But I was like, it "Feels nice to be like the grandma." And then I went to this dive bar across the street, obviously.
1: By yourself. Without uh, them. You're like, fuck you I'm guys. Like,
3: I'm like, I'm not going out bar. tonight with you. <laughs> but, <laughs> and this, there was no roof. And the the bartender behind, you know, the guy behind the bar was like this older Canadian dude. And he's like fucking nuts. Out of his goddamn mind. I later found out he was the owner. And I sit down and by myself. And I'm like, oh, the news. Or not the news. Oh, I was like, oh, the mythos. That's the. Greek the, mythos, beer.
1: the Greek beer. Yeah. You know, you Greek live in a story. I live in a story. I know. You, you know, beers, know all about yes. the Greeks.
3: So, and I was like, I oh, the a mythos. And he was like, What's your. And he was just crazy. And it was my type of place right off the bat. Everybody sitting there was like an expat and older and like smoking cigarettes and like drinking Real fucking. fucking
1: a, Euro bar. Right? Oh, it was. And yeah.
3: the no roof is what really got to oh, me. Cause I'm like, There's Love a this. Fucking roof. So I, he was like, What's your deal? What's your <clears throat> story? And I was like, Oh, I'm a musician, bartender from New York. He's like, Oh, bartender from New York. So you know how to drink. This motherfucker like slams down a glass, not a shot glass, like a, a a rocks glass, fills it with ouzo, pours one for himself, and goes cheers. And I was like, cheers. And I like <laughs> throw. It back. I'm like, yeah, you read me right. Throw it back. End up getting toasty and like, you know, I'm kind of talking to him, and he's like from Canada. He moved to Santorini like six years ago with his kids and his wife, and now they just. And I was like, what's the deal with the roof? What happens if it rains? He's like, you get wet. Like he was just nuts. By my last day there, he offered me a job to stay, and I didn't take it because I'm an idiot. So I could be living in Santorini right now. You should feel very fortunate to be in the same room as me, is all I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> you should be grateful. I do. I feel grateful. Should and feel I'm happy grateful. that you're here.
1: I know your your time is limited in New York. You're ready to move, you're going go to go somewhere fabulous, but you'll still come back. I have New York faith is my home. be back but in New I, York. I need a little break. You miss break. your sister, you miss your mother,
3: and I'll miss Bowie.
1: What's up, Tracy? We love you. Uh, hey, Trace. <laughs> uh, so, that's a good story. Yeah, I you know want a story. To- I want you to tell too that I think should be immortalized into recorded dialogue is so. the story where you were trying to muscle your way through maybe Thailand where you were sick.
3: Oh yeah. When I had food poisoning. Yes.
1: Uh, so I, I think story.
3: whatever it was.
1: So tell us, yeah, set us up though. Where did that? What was that trip you okay. did? That was maybe two or three years ago. That was
3: two years ago. That was the first. That was the one that sparked the bug.
1: Oh, Yep. Paul knocked over his beer. Dude, we're in a shitty rehearsal space with a thousand. This is Kenny Shaw's vintage Sorry, drum Kenny. shop and tennis store. It's alright. We're gonna get him a new one. We can get a new one. And uh thank you, Kaylin. Uh-huh. And we're. Very crammed in here, but that's okay. We love Kayla So Love anyway, you, Kenny. Even though we already said you're sparked... not gonna listen. <laughs> that was the one that sparked the book. Because it's the World Cup, did they give you a free soccer ball? That's
3: from a bar in Brooklyn. I walked in and I was just gonna get a beer. I did it was right at the beginning of the World Cup and there were these Heineken reps in there. And, and he's talking like, about a keychain I have, by the way. I, speaks,
1: go... I speak bartender. This is one of my favorite things about Caitlin is if I you go bartender. to the bartender, you go to the bar with Caitlin, in three seconds. Somehow she's managed, like, 19 buybacks and hands them a wad of singles, and they're like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're like,
3: yeah, you just got to speak bartender, you know? It's, it's a,
1: Like, what is the secret to that language? You though? just
3: got to be quick. You got to know what you want. You got to not fuck around. You can't stutter. No, but you
1: immediately are like, mm-hmm. I'm a bartender, too. Vodka
3: tonic, please! <laughs> I never say I'm a bartender, but they get that vibe, bro. They get... Just like the guy in Greece. Oh, bartender from New York. Your you hashtag, know how to
1: drink. your hashtag BDE is so strong. They're like BDE. Oh, she's a bartender.
3: <laughs> Which I we only just well, I only just learned that means big dick energy. I
1: didn't how know. are you late to that game, dude? You're know. working too hard. You gotta stop working so much. It's like down. so last week, dude.
3: I'm a loser. Okay, food poisoning, Thailand.
1: Okay, so. ADD
3: is real. So okay.
1: Pre this trip, you weren't like obsessively traveling?
3: I had started taking a few trips here and there. When I started bartending, I started making more money and I was like, how do I want to spend this money? I want to travel. You know, I wanted to see more. I wanted, always wanted to go to Paris, and I wanted to see Tokyo. So I did all that, and then I was like, "All right, Tokyo is the best." By the way, everybody should go.
1: I'm laughing because you started making fun of the vodka. You're like, "I just want to go to Paris. I just I want, want to go to Tokyo. I just want to
0: see the world, I want damn to see it! The world.
3: One vodka tonic. That's how all, theater people. I love you. I went to theater school, but that is how theater people order drinks. They are always on." One vodka tonic, please. Anyway, yes. starting.
1: And Caitlin, so Caitlin and I, and then in my whole circle of friends, when you're around a theater person, you'll be like, oh, look at vodka tonic over there. Look at there. vodka
0: tonic.
3: I'm a little. <laughs> One unf-
1: vodka tonic, As please. As Paul
3: knows, I'm very unfiltered. It does not always work in my favor.
1: Anyway. It's perfect. All right, Tyler. Okay, this so. This story cracks me up.
3: Okay, so little backstory right before this. So I was like not doing great financially i was being an idiot with my money i was behind in rent i was out a roommate this is when i met lovely sophia so i busted my ass when i first started working at hog pit what's up damien and patricia thank you for saving my life and i every penny i made was going toward rent and i was working my ass off because I was a few months behind the second i caught up i was like i am booking a motherfucking vacation we going we out we out we going to thailand <laughs> So, this flight was like 850 bucks, which is a terrible deal, I now know. But it was. That on-
1: wasn't a steal. Did you think you were getting a steal at the time? Yeah. Because so
3: it's certain. all the way on the other side of the world. Now I see flights to fucking Bangkok for like 450 And I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway,
1: so I, I booked. Think it he still sounds cheap.
3: 450 is cheap. 850 is not.
1: Okay, all right. To get all the way. Okay, anyway, so go ahead. You're in Thailand. You're wrong, Paul. You're wrong. You took the money. You're going to Thailand.
3: Okay, so I go to Thailand, right? I had a labor in Dubai, which I had lied to my parents about because I didn't want them to look on a map and see that it was in the Middle East. I waited till it, but, you know, of course I wanted to post on the Insta.
1: Oh, my God, that's right. That's right, remember? You did this whole trip without telling your parents about it at first. I told my parents I was going to
3: Thailand, and they offered me, like, three grand to not go because they were terrified, and I said, no, I'm going.
1: They tried to bribe you. They tried to bribe, and my mom,
3: mom, I love you, she found a book that was, like, kidnapped in Thailand. It's like a... (laughs) like a fictional book and like the cover is like beautiful thailand i she was like mom this
1: book and gave you the book she sent she's me a like, picture i of don't it. want you to travel to thailand look at this book she was like Kidnapping Thailand. she's
3: like can't you just there's plenty to see in the states don't go to a country by yourself i'm like i'll be fine luckily now they're pretty used to it they're very supportive so anyway um i understand the fear but i'm good so i had the layover in dubai and i i was in touch with my sister and I was like, just keep mom and dad at ease till I'm in Bangkok. And then once I got to Bangkok, you know, obviously I want to post a picture of me in front of the Burj Khalifa. And I was like, mom, just FYI, I had to stop over in Dubai. So don't be alarmed when you see the check-in on Facebook. So oh my God. day one in Thailand. I'm a little jet lagged. I'm a little tired. It's really fucking hot. I go to a temple. And when I leave the temple, I'm like, I need food. I'm starving. And all my friends that have gone to Thailand are like, don't be afraid to eat the street food. Don't be afraid to eat the street food. So I was like, I want street food. So I saw this like little alley. It was in a more remote part of Bangkok. So I saw this alley and it was like these people cooking and it was, you know, it almost was like buffet style. It was like this. And I was like, fuck it. So I like go over there and I, looking back, I'm pretty sure it was just like intruding on their like family meal. Cause there was like no, everybody there was like not wearing a shirt or shoes. It was like, there were a lot of flies. But I was like, yeah, Thailand, street
1: food. <laughs> yeah, but the fuck, I'm Kaylin Rosati. I'm eat Let's up. go, I want some street food. Give me
3: some fucking street food. I, I have know. money. I got, yeah, it was like 30 cents because Thailand. So eat this street food. No idea what the fuck I was eating, but I go to eat this like one, it was like almost like a curry or like a soup or something, and it was spicy as fuck. And I can handle my heat, but the shit was fucking hot. And, you know, I'm, I'm not really saying anything, but my face shows it and the guy comes over and he gives me water. lesson number two other than eat the street food don't drink the water so i took like two sips i'm like two sips won't kill me that night meet this british couple we all go out i only was drinking beer i'm like no liquor because i wanted to make sure i could watch people open my beers and whatever you know i'm like by myself and we're trying to get fucking roofied and uh yeah i had a few beers i got a little toasty and then i go home and it was in an airbnb that's where the british couple was staying too there was like several rooms i woke up the next day with like A migraine, which I had never experienced before. So, and I'm, like, throwing up, and I, like, can't keep anything down. I'm shaking. I'm dehydrated. And I was like, what the fuck? And the British couple's like, ha -ha," hungover. And I'm like, bro.
1: No, this is beyond. This is not a hangover. I'm a profesh.
3: I am a professional. This is my
1: fucking job. Yeah.
3: I drink all the time. How <laughs> dare you insult me thinking this is Do a hangover. you know who I am? I'm Caitlin Rosati. I don't get hangovers. So I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, you know, it's probably a combination of like the exhaustion, drinking, not really sleeping, like two days of traveling, whatever. So it's, this is only like 7 a.m. So I'm like, I'll sleep it off. I wake up at like 10. I'm still just like puking my brains out. Migraine, like n- trying to drink water. Can't. It was just awful.
1: The tap water or you had You bought some bottled water. I bought bottled
3: water. I I learned already. And in my head, I was like, I bet this is from that fucking water. Anyway, continuing to puke all day. But it was my last day in Bangkok because I was, like, going off somewhere else in Thailand. And I was like, there's, like, this one big temple that I needed to see. It was, like, the only bucket list thing I had to do in Bangkok. Mm -hmm. And they closed at 4 p.m. It's, like, 2.30. I'm still throwing up. And I'm like, I'm fucking going. I'm going to puke all over this temple. But I am (laughs) not, not going to the temple. So I... (laughs) So I go downstairs. I'm on the street. I'm like shaking. Like, I'm so dehydrated. It's unreal. I go into the 7 Eleven. I buy like coconut water, bottled water, uh, the like Thai Red Bull. I'm like, maybe I need sugar and caffeine. I don't, I bought like some like anything, fruit. Heal me. And heal
1: I, me convenience store.
3: And I'm like shaking still. And I go to drink some, throw up all over the street. And I'm like, still going to that fucking temple. So I like, get in a cab. <laughs> <laughs> like I probably should have gone to the hospital. Yeah,
1: you the should moment. have just checked yourself in and got an IV. All right, but your your BDE is so strong. There's
0: but no I'm like, stopping. There is Rosat. no stopping. She's me. like,
1: "Let's go." bitches.
0: I'm gonna
3: throw up on the temple. So I'm in this cab, and it, I, you know, I had the window down, and it like kind of was helping. I definitely did not feel great, but I'm talking to the cab driver, and he starts telling me the sad story about like him and his wife getting a divorce, and I'm like, "In English?" Yeah, it was it was broken, but he. So that's that comes into play because then all of a sudden. I start to feel sick, but I'm in this taxi, right? So I'm like, fuck. So I'm like trying to motion to him, or like the motion of vomiting. I'm like, I'm going to be sick. So he could like pull over. And he was like, ha, 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 ha. Cause he didn't know what I was saying. Cause he's like,
1: fuck your wife. I'm gonna puke. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up he-
3: so I pull- he pulls over, I throw up in the cab or uh, on the street from the cab. And he's like, oh no, you have to go to the hospital. And I'm like, motherfucker, the temple closes in 30 minutes. I can't go to the hospital. I gotta make it to the temple. I made it to the temple. I saw it, threw up three times when I was there, got my selfies on my GoPro, got got the likes on Insta, you know.
1: Do it for the likes.
3: I'm grasping onto a bottle of water and every I was looking through pictures of it and I'm like, damn, I'm holding on to that water for dear life. And then when I was leaving the temple, it was like rush hour. So all the cabs are like charging like three times as much, which still ain't shit. It's Thailand. But I'm like, no, fuck you. So then this guy in like this little motorcycle was like, I'll bring it home for like 300 baht, which is like nine bucks. And I was like, yeah. I was so dehydrated and sick, I fell asleep on the back of this guy's motorcycle, like, holding onto him for dear life. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit. And I, like, woke up, and we were, like, on the street. I was like, oh, yeah. But I made it. And then that night, I woke up at 11. I felt better, drank a beer, and ate some pad thai.
1: And felt better? Of course. Oh Noodle, my gosh.
3: carbs, and beer. What?
1: So, but... Fundamentally, right. Here's the argument, though: because you drank the water, because you got sick, then you could drink the water the whole rest of the time. Yeah, my body was accustomed. Well, I it was. Just th- takes one time, right? That's why I'm always. People are like, when you travel, don't. It's like, dude, fuck you. I Let me sick. get myself sick. Let me Although, just get really, sick, and then
3: that was the worst sickness I have probably ever dealt with. It was bad. Both ends. No, just just, just vomiting. Thinking, huh? No pooping. There's nothing in my system. <laughs> God. It was just, there's just not many
1: more things. So where did you go next in Thailand?
3: Koh Samui, this little island. And that was so my first we. time ever staying in a hostel because it was my first trip. And in Bangkok, I stayed in an Airbnb and it was super awkward because it's all these like travelers. And I was like, damn, people take this shit seriously. And, and that's like, you now, right? Yeah, now, now, you're now like, I'm like, Listen, rookie. I've been to 27 <laughs> countries. No, but like, there's like a certain arrogance about people. Like, okay. Well, yeah, You're sorry. the fucking
1: New Yorker, too, though. I feel like we're the ones who dropped the Arians.
3: Fuck yeah, we do. I will carry my aggressive, impatient New Yorker with me everywhere I go. I know, right? We and, leave and it doesn't leave me. Like, you're
1: still just like, fuck you.
3: I'm like, everyone sucks. Get out of my way. It's true. New York's the best. I love it here. But yeah, it was like all these like Australians. And they're like, oh, yeah, when I was teaching in China. And they're like just they're, they're just telling stories strictly to like one-up each other. And I was yeah. like, you guys are fucking lame.
1: Yes. Lame people are everywhere.
3: They are everywhere,
1: but so are cool people. So
3: yeah, totally. And then, like you know, I met a few. I met a few people during that trip that I still keep in touch with. And um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I went there. I went to Koh Samui, and then I was gonna go over to like the other side, where like there's more islands. But then apparently it was monsooning, so I was like, "Fuck it!" And I booked a trip to Indonesia. So from Thailand, I just flew to Bali, and it all worked out.
1: It was great. And Bali's like paradise. That's like. Hawaii or something? Oh my
3: right? God, it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. But, th- but the men are creepy there.
1: The men are creepy, creepy as fuck.: Creepier than but, the Hasidic Jew guy asking you for money.: I would take money? the Hasidic
3: Jew. I wouldn't do what he asked me. But at least he asked, <laughs> not that anything <laughs> horrible happened to And he
1: offered money. so yeah, that's pretty good. Bali, he just grab they, just, you. they just
3: They just I, I hired a guy to drive me around for the day, now like 14 hours with this motherfucker, and he showed me everything, and it was like 30 bucks. Every time we hit a red light, he had his hand on my thigh. And I'm like, I don't – I'm the only one in the car, right? So I'm like, I don't really know if I should get defensive, if I should be like, don't do that. It's like a little bit of a threatening situation.
1: Was he – well, there's a lot of questions there. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack just from and that. And he but. was
3: teaching me a little bit about the culture, and I don't totally remember it. He was being, like,
1: so sweet, smiling at you. Just oh, like, no.
3: He was, like, a little hey, schmoozer. And he was so. super He was super cool other than the fact that he kept putting his fucking hand in my leg. Like, he was awesome. He, he spoke like, English. He spoke perfect English, and he was teaching me a lot about the country, and he drove me everywhere. And he was, like... But he was just a creep. And then so I told him I was staying in a certain area of Bali. And he was like, no, you have to stay in Abood, Abood, which I did learn later. That's where you should stay. But I didn't fucking as know. As
1: a white person or just as it's like. Just
3: because there's more to do. Okay.
1: Where I was staying like was kind of the- like staying
3: in Times Square where he was recommending was more like. Williamsburg. East Village, Williamsburg. Yeah. It was yeah, like more like. You're a hipper. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, but then I was like, oh, where do you live? He's like, Abood. And I was like, is that why you want me to stay in Abood? I said <laughs> that to him. Yeah,
1: you're like. He was like, inviting me to your apartment? He was like, like you
3: can sleep on my couch. I'm like, no, I'm good, but thank you. I have a place. And he was like, well, you can stay somewhere near me and then we can hang out tomorrow. I'm like, no, I'm good. But this was like on hour three of like 14 of being with this guy all day. So, yeah,
1: it was a little aggressive. So how did the day end?
0: Well,
3: well I'm a jackass. My phone overheated. And even though I knew the name of where I was staying, I only had the address saved in my phone. So when he was like, okay, I'm gonna bring you back, I gave him the name, but he was like, I don't know where that that is, do you have the address? And I had to be like, nope, because I was a dumb. Lesson learned, now I write everything down on paper, stop relying on your fucking phone, because my phone had overheated. So I remember-
1: This This is your tip number three, right?
3: Yeah, don't drink the water.
1: Don't drink Eat water. street
3: food. Eat, Eat street
1: food. Do not rely <laughs> on your damn and beer and write things down on paper. Yeah.
3: Yes. So I remember it was probably <laughs> a ten-minute walk from like a Hard Rock Cafe. So I was like, actually, I'm meeting some friends at the Hard Rock Cafe because I thought that would be my best way to get rid of him, and it worked. He would drop me off at Hard Rock Cafe, and then I was they like, had
1: no phone. Phone was You're overheated for three days. Not a booed, but some neighborhood like that, and then you walked your ass to
3: my hostel.
1: So you did find it. I found it. You are a savvy motherfucker, man. Don't doubt me. Don't doubt me. I have this like, 11-year-old nephew, and he wears this shirt that says, Doubt me, bro. And I make, want it's it. Me, and I just pictured you, because it's black and white, like the shirt you're wearing, and I just pictured it, Doubt me, bro. I was like, yo, I doubt that you're going to eat all that food. Like, that's how I'm talking to him, like, as an 11-year-old kid. Yeah, because he's 11. You he he can only yeah. go so far with that. Doubt me, bro. I doubt that you're going to get through 12. No, but like... <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> doubt Rosati, dude. You just, you're like, take me to the heart. You're a fucking savvy motherfucker, I'm an animal. Dude. You are an animal. So you didn't have your phone for three days? Three days. Which,
3: and I didn't have a laptop at the time.
1: Do you so. travel with a laptop now?
3: Yeah, always, because now I always write about my stuff. But, um. You what? Write about my stuff.
1: Oh, yes, you do <laughs> writing. Which is on a blog, which is where?
3: Nomadnomad.net. Check it out.
1: No net.
3: I wanted dot .com, but some asshole took it And then you type it in, and nothing pops up So I don't get it, but somebody owns it I'll have it eventually Yeah, but uh, I didn't have a laptop, but I did have an iPad And honestly, I didn't mind not having the phone Because I do my best to not be in constant communication with people You know, I check in with my parents, because that's fair That was the thing that sucked about it, though all I have is this iPad, which I'm not carrying around with me. So I would get nervous because it was also my first trip. My parents were uneasy about it to begin with. Yeah. So, you know, I'd be out for 10 hours a day, but I wouldn't be able to get in touch with them. And I'm like, they're probably freaking the fuck out. So I would be <laughs> like, I have to get back to the hostel so I can tell my parents I'm okay. And then I can leave again. But it all worked out. The phone turned back on on its own after day three. It just had overheated completely. Three days. It was, and maybe it was two, but it was, yeah, it was for the remainder of the Indonesia trip.
1: Yeah, all of my bougie-ass traveling, there has been Wi-Fi hotspots. In Barcelona, I'm on the beach on Wi-Fi. That was, well, Europe, Europe's got <laughs> Greece. Europe, it's like everywhere. Greece. Like You're just like, eh, where do you want to go? You're going here? Okay, cool. Yeah. out let me write that down. Aruba, like,
3: there were outlets connected to the palm trees, which really made me upset. I'm like, is that necessary? So people could plug in their fucking phone while sitting on the beach.
1: Yeah, that's Which, absurd. And there was Wi Fi. Getting weird. Yeah,
3: I'm like, that's too much.
1: Yeah, yes,
3: but there is Wi Fi pretty right. much Europe everywhere. Is
1: like, yeah, pretty much everywhere. That's because Not, it's pretty standard now. What about your South American sho- sojourn to Colombia?
3: That was my least favorite trip. It nothing against the country. It was just a series of unfortunate events because that was during the inauguration, and I felt very alone. Because I was in a hostel, and and that was another trip. My phone completely overheated. Actually, when I got back, I had to get a new one. And I think I don't know what happened. Um, Colombia was awesome. I met a lot of really cool people. I got ripped off horribly by a cab driver because I'm an idiot, and I thought he said seventy thousand pesos, but he said seven thousand. So I fucked up and of course, he's not gonna be like, oh, this is too much. He's like, fuck you you stupid white bitch Give me your money. So I had to walk back because I was out of cash
1: How much is 70,000?
3: Like $18, but it should have been three so I'm still an idiot All
1: right, so really you're cool. You're still cool. This is in Colombia.
3: This is Colombia Yeah, it's not like I was like, oh my god, it's all my money But I was like "God damn and you're fucking stupid and you shouldn't I they didn't speak a lot of English there at least the people I interacted with so I needed to take out more cash so I could take a cab back at you know I was like at like Boca Grande some like big beach which sucked and was flooded with people and I was just pissed cause I'm like I got no fucking cash left how the fuck am I gonna get home so I'm going into all these little shops and I'm like you're already
1: wasted you're like I'm at the beach I wasted fuck this
3: fuck love you you know what Paul credit where credit's due I wasn't drunk yet <laughs> uh <laughs> And I couldn't buy any booze because nobody took cards. Uh. So I'm trying to go into all these little shops and I'm like, De Niro? I needed an ATM, but I did not know how to say like cash or cash. So I'm ATM. like, De Niro, which doesn't that mean money? I don't even know what that means. And they're like, so then I just look like a homeless person. It's like, money? And they were like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I ended up just walking back. And it was like three miles. It wasn't like that big of a deal. Like I made it back. And then the first thing I did was got a, a beer. No, I was a margarita. And then I had like four. But yeah, Colombia was cool. And then I went to Peru. (laughs) And then I went to Peru and my phone overheated. I was in a hostel where everybody was talking about Trump because it was during the inauguration.
1: Yes, you were in Peru during the inauguration.
3: And I was not doing well. I was in Cusco. I had really bad altitude sickness.
1: Oh. How Uh, many, what was the altitude there like? Ten isn't like we like, at like ten thousand. It's
3: it's like t- it's like twice as high as like Colorado, like Denver. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. It's and I'm like bad. it was real. It I was shitty. sick. Yeah. And Your like
1: heart's racing. You need to chug water all the time. And
3: you can't eat. You can't drink. Like it's just you feel like shit. And you feel like shit. Yeah. And um, so that was giving me anxiety because I'm like I felt like I was there, but I couldn't do anything because I just really didn't feel well. plus I had no phone. Plus everyone there is talking about Trump and how stupid America is, and I'm the yeah. only American there, and I'm like God damn. And then the day of the inauguration was, like, I was too sick, so I'm sitting in, like, the lobby, and they're playing the inauguration, and I have to watch this asshole get sworn in. And then, you know, some fucking German girl was like, America, I can't believe they elected this clown. And I'm like, just, everything is just pissing me off. Yeah, it was rough. And then, luckily, I heard this girl be like, oh, yeah, Chicago really wasn't a— The day after the election was the saddest day I've ever seen in Chicago, and I was like, "Oh shit, you're from Chicago." So then, like, her and I kind of had the bond because in New York, obviously, the day after the election was, yeah.
1: That was a dark, sad day in New York. And
3: then I had to miss the Women's March, which really upset me. But what was cool about that?
1: In January.
0: Yes. So
3: the day of the Women's March, I hiked. I hiked this mountain called Rainbow Mountain. Despite being super sick, I was like, I can't fucking sit here anymore. Like,
1: how were you sick? Like, just a cold sick, or like the
3: altitude. What's oh,
1: it? altitude sickness. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I said that, and I totally missed. That that's part. and then I was like, I'm going
3: to hike a mountain because that's probably a really good idea.
1: With my You're like, off. I slugged like seven beers. Let's go up a mountain right now. I definitely
3: chugged a giant beer before that. No, that hike was at 3 a.m. I didn't chug a beer before. But I met oh, this like girl a
1: sunrise hike.
3: Yes, and this girl was from DC, and she was also by herself. So we were talking about the election, and she was a bartender. So like this chick and I.
1: Two peas in a pod. Hey,
3: Rebecca, we're still friends. She, uh. We were sit, talking about how we were upset that we had to miss the march. So I had my little travel journal, I had a pen. I'm like, "Yeah, are we are gonna hike to the top of this mountain. We're gonna make a sign, and this will be our march." And then we that hike was the hardest fucking thing I've ever done. Like we were like, "I don't think we can make it." But
1: physically hard.
3: Hike. Yeah, it was. It was. A l-
1: Like rock scramble and all that kind of shit? Just 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 the altitude.
3: It was hard to keep going. We got, we were at like 80% and we're like, yeah, this isn't that bad. And then all of a sudden I was like, are there like three boulders on me? Like it just was like physically pulling you back. But we did it. And they were offering horses to people that couldn't go up. And you know who I am. I love me some animals. And I'm like, I am not riding a horse. That horse is probably so tired. I was tempted. I'm not going to lie. But I did it. You're like, how much is the
1: horse? (laughs) (laughs) Here's 70,000 pesos. (laughs) Please. Gone
3: <laughs> oh, take it! No, so we made it to the top and we were dying. And then we made our little sign. And then some people were like, and you know, everybody was being a fucking idiot because there wasn't a lot of Americans. They're like, yeah, you girls better get your traveling now before they build a wall. I was I like oh, I was like, first cool. of all, that wall
1: is never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> Clearly,
3: Second yeah. of all, that's not the point of the wall. It's to keep people out because this country is Ass backward, but I'm like you're just ignorant. Shut the fuck up, yeah. So, but I made it through. But that trip just was not. It was,
1: it was just So you did Colombia, Peru. Didn't you go to Brazil or no? Argentina? That was it. That was it. Two.
3: I wanted to do more, but I couldn't. So that's necessarily kind of take more time West off of work. Coast
1: of South Yeah, America.
3: yeah. And then I I saw yeah, i'm just Cartagena in Colombia, Lima and Cusco. And that was it. And then my flight home got canceled. I feel so. like
1: everybody loves Lima because that's what Machu Picchu. Machu
3: Picchu's in Cusco.
1: That's the mountain you just climbed up. That you just that told was me about.
3: Rainbow Mountain. There's two. I did Machu Picchu and I did Rainbow Mountain.
1: Yeah, and that's like super high hike. Well, Machu I've heard Picchu stories is stories of everybody getting sick up there.
3: Yeah, so Machu Picchu. There's there's a few different ways to do it. There's you can take like a four day trek. And actually get there, or you can buy like a day pass, which is what I did because I didn't have time. I wanted, I would actually go back just to do the trek because it's supposed to be really cool. But by that point, I was exhausted. I was tired. I did Machu Picchu my last day. I feel like I didn't take it in the way I should have. So I'd like to, I feel selfish and spoiled saying that, that I got to see like one of the world wonders and it's like a <laughs> blur. To, I'm like, I just was like, I wanna fucking go home. It's the only trip. I'm like, I wanna go home. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be back here.
0: So, so what are
1: your next trips? I mean, 27 countries. You've seen like all of Europe, Southeast Asia, South America, obviously a ton of this country because you lived in LA for a year. We haven't even gotten to your history at all because you have so many stories. So. I know, this
3: is, it's I, it's a lot. I lived in LA for three years. Okay,
1: and my bad, three.
3: How dare you not know my time. When first you <laughs> fuck up the name of my high school. <laughs>
1: Dude, Hamilton High or Madison High. Westmoreland!
0: It's all Moreland. the same shit, dude. It's
3: all the same shit. just a clusterfuck of small West towns.
1: Westmoreland is green and white.
3: Green and white.
1: It's and both, dark green, right? In both it's like the colors of the town here. and
3: the people. Yes, it, there's no diversity whatsoever, but the school colors are also green and white, and there is absolutely nothing to do in that town. There is one bar that only just, I'm very proud of them, they just took down the Confederate flag. Uh um, Yeah, I'm um, like a oh, job guys, really. really mo- last time I was there I got in a fight with some guy who called my friend a faggot, and I got into his face, <sighs> and I was like, what the fuck did you fucking say to my friend? And my mom was there, and she's like, he's a cop, you're gonna get shot. And I was, yeah, it got, it got a little aggressive. He apologized. Don't call my friend a faggot.
1: The cop apologized? Fuck yeah, he did. After you fucking just went at him for a little bit?
3: Yeah, he was a dumbass. And then I was like, you probably you know, I threw out some trump lines at him. I'm like, You're you're part of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) What's the next trip though?
3: Okay, so I'm going to Vegas for my friend Megan's wedding. (laughs) Okay, asshole.
1: Everybody goes to Vegas. It's like Vegas, like all right, yeah, yeah. We've all been to Vegas.
3: Okay, I'm going to Iceland, which you can tell me about. You've been there.
1: Yeah, I did three days in Iceland. You're gonna love Iceland. I'm you're gonna, gonna, gonna eat a, a hot dog. It's like part of the deal. You're gonna eat some meat, you friggin', and then there's a penis museum, and you're gonna see some natural beauty, and it's mm. gonna be cold, and it's way too many tourists.
3: You think in October? It's, it's like, be like
1: that? yes, because that's when the northern lights are right. That's the
3: reason I'm going. Because I yeah. went, I wasted my money on a flight to Finland strictly to see the northern lights, and I never fucking saw them. And Finland there's not much to do. So I was just chilling there every night staring at the sky waiting for these fucking northern lights to show up <laughs> and it was freezing and I was like knee deep in snow and I never saw them.
1: You never saw the lights? No!
3: So I'm going to Iceland with my friend and I'm going to rent a car and I'm not gonna. I'm just going to camp.
1: I'm not going to book any hotels. you am going to camp in Iceland in October, Rosati.
3: Bro, what do we talk about? I got this.
1: No, I know you got this, dog, but like, Shit is cold. It's, like, real cold there. Oh, I know really? you're from, like, upstate New York, like, Mel Market or whatever bullshit, but, we're like... are from, like... Westmoreland him. or fucking Waterville or whatever the hell it's you're from. It's all the same shit. It's all the same town, but it is legit cold there.
3: Well, I'll bring layers.
1: Did you watch that documentary of the surfers surfing in Iceland?
3: No, that sounds terrible. Like, to do, not to watch.
1: <laughs> I can't remember what it's called because I can't remember anything, but... <clears throat> it is worth your time because there's just just a bunch oh. of like six hot surfer dudes driving around. Paul's
3: low-key that. gay, in case anybody was wondering. They all know, dude. Everybody knows. <laughs> People <laughs>
1: that listen to this know this. But they go to the obscure places and these guys, <laughs> like, the beautiful thing about the documentary is that they show these <laughs> dudes just in total despair. They're like, California bros being like, I oh, have Check this
3: much <laughs> in my life,
1: bro. Like, I love well, those scenes in that. it's
3: freezing.
1: It's called, like, the green... I don't know, dude. People yeah. watch it. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. You're going to camp... For how many days are you going to ice?
3: I think five I booked it for. Five total. And, I and wanna you've dr- never
1: been... You're going to fly into Reykjavik from New York, and then that's it? Are you coming back to New York?
3: Yeah. I'm coming back to New York, but I do have a plan to leave New York in January, where I will be flying to Tahiti. Tahiti. Started off in Tahiti. P-
1: a permanent.
3: I will see where the we'll see where shit takes me. But yeah, Tahiti. That's Go that's ahead.
1: tell us the plan. Tell us. I
3: plan. want to travel for like a year. And uh I booked the flight. I'm going to Tahiti January 15th. Little layover in LAX, Alaskan Airlines, put layover in Los Angeles. Yeah, and then I'll probably spend like a week or two in Tahiti, head over to New Zealand. Australia, uh, New Zealand, I have a similar plan as Iceland. I'm going to rent a car and drive around. Australia, the with only- With a
1: friend or solo?
3: I'm doing this all by myself. You're all by
1: yourself. No man.
3: No man, Nomad.
1: No no
3: but it's, <laughs> dot net. But it's sad, you know, I love New York, but something's got to change. And I like to travel and I'm like, maybe if I do it for a year and I knock off all those top places, you know, that's not going to happen. I'll knock off all those places. Then I'll come up with like a new list. And want to go there. India, India. Okay, South so Africa. so okay. Ready? So here's the, the the rough route. Romania. All of it. Yes, they're all included. I want to see everything. So I want to do New Zealand, Australia. All I want to see is in Australia is Great Barrier Reef. I want to get the fuck out of there.
1: I've done that. I was in eighth grade. Did it. You ate kangaroo. You told me this. Yeah.
3: You said it was nasty.
1: I was in eighth grade, so I was very young. But the Great Barrier Reef.
3: Ugh. Ugh. That's just top thing I want to do. Yeah. Knock that out from there. I'm going to go to like Philippines or Malaysia and then work through Southeast Asia, end up in Japan, of course, because I have to go back there. China. Wait, I know. thought
1: part of the plan was to like get a job. In yeah, places. I'm
3: work from my laptop. I got an online teaching gig.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. And there's... So you're teaching like via FaceTime or Skype? It's or ridiculous. Chat, I had the interview. I had
3: an interview and they actually... I thought I was going to have to give like a demo to like the people hiring me. All of a sudden this like 5-year-old is there and I was like wait what? So I like actually had to teach this kid and I got it down like you know I was like all right it's easy he was but I, he was so bored cuz he already knew everything they he they must be like his token kid that they just use for all the interviews. What
1: are you teaching this one? English.
3: Though? Ah. And he already knew everything so I was like fuck this kid's fucking bored this isn't a good look right? And then he started crying. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's happening? And you know my crab hat, the one I worn to shows before. You know what I'm talking about? That sure, crab yeah. hat?
1: Crab hat. Your crab hat.
3: I had a bunch of weird stuffed animals and things next Caitlin to me. That's
1: like a million clothes. So no, I don't remember her crab hat, but okay. She just sure. likes, yeah.
3: So he starts crying, right? And I'm like, Don't you this? remember
1: my sequined <laughs> unicorn onesie?
3: I actually do have that. Oh, Thank God, you very exactly. much.
1: Exactly. That's one thing I remember because you told me the name oh. of it. I was like, "Oh." Okay, sorry. Sorry. Sorry for partying. So you bust the crab hat out on a five-year-old who already knows English, but you're teaching him English.
3: And I go, what color is this? And he started laughing, and it totally worked. And I think that's what salvaged, you know, that's that's what saved.
1: So how many hours a day do you have to teach English? So
3: I get to pick my own schedule, but I can do up to 40 a week, which I'm definitely not doing. <laughs> and Because I'm retiring at 28. Everybody can get the fuck over it. Yeah. And um, I'm going to probably do like three days a week. And the thing is, they're hour lessons at a time. So it's like you can only really do, like, three hours at a time, but you can do that several times a day. But I have to email them back my set schedule. Like, they're like, pick your schedule, but once you pick it, that's it. So it will be a little, you know, tough to, like, coordinate with, like, moving around so much, but I'll be fine.
1: So quite possibly you're in Australia, and you're like, I picked my schedule at, like, 1 p.m., and then it's going to be, like, 1 a.m. You're like, I have to teach English at 1 a.m. So you're going to be like wasted in the middle of Brisbane and you're like, alright, alright little all god, right, here kid. we go if, what color is my crab hat
3: right now? and I won't even be wearing the crab <laughs> hat they are going to be like, what crab hat, you crazy woman and then I'm going to get fired but luckily there's such a high demand for That's English amazing. English teachers that if I fuck one up, there's plenty other ones out there, so I'm good I got this
1: So and let's right.
3: be real, I'll end up bartending somewhere let's be real
1: so it's a free year Ish. The year 28 of Caitlin Rosati's life is going to be, see, literally the whole world.
3: Pretty much, as much as I can. The only place I have to really skip is South America, just based on the route. Because if I'm starting in Asia or, you know, I'm starting in Australia, I'm going to work up through Asia. I'm going to end up by China, down to India, you know, then see parts of Africa. But Africa is like the most expensive to travel around. I've been doing my research, which sucks. So I'm definitely going to hike Kilimanjaro.
1: And actually, where is that? Where Tanzania. Is, where is do you know Tanzania? where Tanzania is? I feel like that's northern Africa, right? It's north east.
3: Yes, northeast. Do You got that?
1: Are you going to? I'm good. You're going to do you're going to hike Kilimanjaro, which is like hiking much M- peachy or whatever, like you're just doing these crazy. Yeah, rides. that shit's
3: like seven fucking days,
1: seven days. So how do you teach in the middle of seven days?
3: Well, hopefully by that point, I'm just going to do a six month contract because you get to choose if you want six oh. months or a year. And by that point, I'm going to, based on my, my rough quick, timeline...
1: Quick sidebar, Caitlin. Your parents do know about this? They're not going to, like, learn about this on Secret Famous? No,
3: they're going to learn about it on Secret Famous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've mentioned it,
1: but So anyway, I got a six-month contract with an English teaching... They online. know I got the job,
3: but yes. but I was actually supposed to start June 1st, but because it's in China, I would have to be teaching at 5 a.m. a few days a week, and which I would be happy to do, but with my schedule and just having somewhere to go that i can be loud on a computer at 5 a.m because my living situation as you know is like a little wobbly at the minute
1: it's liquid yeah you're it's keeping a, it liquid right now. yeah
3: people yeah. it's a really a fun question when people are like where do you live i'm like where don't i live is the real question can i crash with you tonight do you have roommates yeah. uh <laughs> you got a free couch bro? Uh, <laughs> um so I just the timing wasn't right and I told them that I said I'm very interested however I am stuck in another gig in New York until December if there's any way I know it's like it's far away could I hold the position to start late January and they were like absolutely no problem Mm -hmm. so they were cool yeah but based on my rough planning I should be at Kilimanjaro around six months so
1: June
3: ish like June July ish I would like to do it around my B-Day, which is in 11 days, except that by the time this is out, it would probably have...
1: It'll probably... It's okay. It's not coming
3: out today, so... But today's July 9th, so my birthday's July 20th. (laughs) If you don't buy me a present, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Paul earlier was like, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, tequila. And he's like, oh, so you want the same thing I got you last year?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The same present again?
3: I'm an e- listen. It's easy. It's easy. Just buy me it's a shot easy. of tequila. We'll call it a day. I don't need nice things.
1: Just tequila. So what's after Kilimanjaro? That's July. You have I'm gonna six hit up, more months.
3: I'm gonna hit up Egypt,
1: which is my dream.
3: Total, total dream. That's the one that people are freaking out over when I tell them I want to go to Egypt.
1: It's a little rough right now. You're and not it's supposed to go there.
3: Fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. And then I would like to see Ethiopia. However,
1: the hand food. The bread where you eat everything with your hands. I want right? to
3: eat, I, I want to go strictly for the food. Even if the I go for two days, crazy. I want to yeah. see, I want to eat that food. Don't know if that'll happen because, like I said, traveling around Africa is ridiculous. And obviously, I would love to see Madagascar because who wouldn't? But that's just, there's just, there's absolutely no way. The flights from even South Africa are like ridiculous. And let's be real, I'm going to be on a budget. I have been saving a lot of my bartending money to do this for years. Uh, and then from Egypt, I'm going to do some of the Middle East. I want to do Jordan. Do Turkey mm-hmm. I really want to go to Iran And people don't like that But I really want to go
1: But you're Caitlin Rosati, So
3: I'm going to go Because the more people resist it I'm going to be like Oh yeah Now I have to
1: Here I am Not even Iran. for
3: myself Now it's just To prove a you. damn point
1: <laughs> Nobody no travel dot net yeah. and Here
3: then, I am yeah, And I'll end in like Eastern Europe Maybe, maybe hit up Portugal though Because Why
1: not Well, that's like the hot spot right now, right?
3: Yeah. And then by that point, it'll be like November, December. And that's not going to be busy in Portugal because it's a beachy place. So there's a lot of great deals on flights from Portugal to New York. So I'm like, perfect. I'll end at a place that's cheap and I can get home cheaply and come back with...
1: Possibly get home. So a full year. (laughs)
3: Possibly. get About. That's the plan. But who knows? Might be six months. Might be two years. I have to be home for Christmas, though. That's...
1: That's the rule. Tracy...
3: I have to. I can't. I can't not be with my parents on Christmas. Not. Not, not even for. I just. You know.
1: So you're to circumnavigate the globe and in Portugal, and you're back. Like, All right, it's December 24th. I need to get home. I
3: need to be home <laughs> in 24 <laughs>
1: hours. Let's go, baby. I yeah. would like
3: to come home without telling anybody I'm coming home, and then like surprise people. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to like. You know, be in Portugal and then have everybody think I'm in Portugal and then just, like, show up on their doorstep and be like, I'm back, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I get back, who the hell knows what I'm going to do? But I'm hoping it leads to some opportunity. At least I can get, like, something on my resume, like, teaching, and then who knows what other gigs I'll end up picking up along the way. Because, you know, I meet people that do it, and I'm always like, how do you do it? Like, yeah, you can save money, but that would give me so much anxiety to just, like, blow through a savings. Like, I'm sure it's awesome, but, like, what happens when that savings starts to get low, you know? Like, then what? And, like...
1: You just set up shop and make a cash gig?
3: That's what... So this chick I met, she worked in finance. She's, like, you know, she I met her in Lima, in Peru. And she was super inspiring. And she's, like... Because she is, like, I, like you said, there's douchey travelers and then there's people that are just, like, yeah, you know, it's just what I do. Like, she was, like, chill as fuck. And she was, like, yeah, I'm just traveling around. I don't know what I'm fucking doing. You know, she wasn't, like, well... When I was saving children in Uganda, I'm like, like, you just stop. Yeah, so like, oh, okay, dude. But she's like, you know, I took a trip to Costa Rica a few years ago when I got the bug, so I just worked my ass off for like three years. I saved every penny, paid off my debt, left with thirty grand in my savings, and you know, now I'm just She's like, you know, I just got to, I just got here from a, or she's like, I was like in Nicaragua on a sailboat and I ended up in Colombia and I'm like, that's awesome. Like this bitch is just going with the flow. But I was like, are you nervous about running out of money? And she's like, there's gigs everywhere. She's, she's a surfer. So she's like, the reason I'm here is because I'm teaching surf lessons for a month. So I'm like, I'll find weird little things, except that I have no skills.
1: You <laughs> have tons of skills, man. Come like, on now. You could do that. You could definitely do that.
3: I wouldn't mind ending up back at that bar in Greece. If that guy's there, I'm gonna be like, Yo. Remember when you got from your job? Remember when you got from
1: your job, Santorini? Well, now I want it. Give me the orzo and give me the job.
3: Give me the job <laughs> and waterfall some booze in my mouth. Thank you, <laughs> be your best employee.
1: <laughs> oh, you would. They'd be thankful to have you there. You know?
3: Hell yeah. Yes, yeah, so that should work out timing-wise. If, but who knows?
1: I feel like I should mention that you have. Some Jay Z like ability to write songs in your head.
3: Yeah, that's how I write.
1: Yes. So Caitlin just writes f- complete songs in her brain and then comes in and is like, here's the song. Blah, 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 blah. And then it goes blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what the fuck? And she's, she'll sing it the same way every time, 100%.
3: So you know what? Really, when I walk Bowie, is when so I walk Bowie. So you need over- to
1: record the songs. I'm just saying on your trip, as your friend, as a co-writer... Oh, yeah, on I the trip. I hope you're recording songs in the phone, because you have a unique writing style. Like, the way you write is not...
3: It's is, always is been atypical. funny working with certain musicians, because they're like, all right, I'm going to play something, and you you just come up with something. Sit over to it. it. And, yeah, and I'm like, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm down to try, but I'm like, that's... I know my brain at this point, but it's not... It's like a try. I've done it a few times. Every time it comes out like shit. I'm like, I know... When it comes, it comes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And actually on trips a lot, on vacations in general, they do.
1: I, you have solo time and-
3: And I'm not, you know, my Wi-Fi is limited and I'm like actually have time. And the I was in the Bahamas for my sister's bachelorette a month or two ago, and I was on a boat all day. And I got this like thing in my head and I was like singing it. And I'm like, all right, Sing cool. Sing it to us right now, do it. Absolutely not.
1: Come on, <laughs> Rosati, dude! No, show us your skills.
3: I don't want not that song. Uh,
1: the brand new song?
3: No, I haven't even sang it for you yet. Yeah, you know, it's all good. Because like, I'm not—I don't know if I like it or not yet, so I'm not ready to share it. But I'm just saying.
1: Just <laughs> give us a taste. Give us a little taster.
3: See, now I'm panicking. <laughs> no,
1: you're like, oh shit, what was that? <laughs>
3: like? No, know. I'm like, so I just made that whole story up. There's no <laughs> <Yeah>. new nus- song. <laughs>
1: like, actually, I didn't write a song, but that was a damn good story, wasn't it? Yeah, but now I really am
3: thinking about what this song is. I'm like, I have it saved. I did record it on my phone at one point with some Pinot Grigio, obviously. And, you know, not to be ADD, but I was FaceTiming with my dad when I got off the boat. And I'm like, you know, I have like a fucking giant glass of wine in my hand. I like kind of forgot. Not that he fucking cares. He's like, and I'm like FaceTiming him and he's like, are you drinking? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can see me. And then I'm just... Pound in Pinot Grigio right now. It's up, Dad.
1: But you're with your sister.
3: No, she was gone by that point. Oh,
1: she was gone? It was just you solo?
3: I was like, I got to do this two days extra to to, to get the, that solo time in. Well, she that's was,
1: when a song came into your head. The yeah. Post-bachelorette party, which your sister's getting married
3: under a week. Very soon.
1: A week from today. No. Not
3: even. Five days. Oh, my
1: God. I know. Do you want to practice your speech for us right now because you didn't do that earlier?
3: No, you, I can't do that in, on on record and she hasn't heard it yet. What is she
1: This isn't gonna be out before the wedding, day.
3: You just want me to like perform for you and I just A I, little
1: bit, yeah. I'm putting I, you on the spot. This is about you. It's a podcast about you, yes. I feel I feel like, Perform, Rosati. You're go like,
3: dance for me, monkey. Dance. dance
1: Sing one of your songs. Do your speech yeah.
3: Be exciting. Tell us a story. <laughs> no, I say no to all of it. I Sorry. I'm a, I'm a diva. My alter ego's name is Mariah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not.
1: All right. Well, anyway, Rosati has an impressive skill. So as a friend, I was just saying, I hope you, because you don't really, you don't write it down by hand. It's like this auditory thing. No, you. it'll, it's you passionate. know, what?
3: one of my favorite, as you know, my song, Obsessed. Yes. That came to me uh, when I was bartending and I like had this idea, yo, I had to find that recording. That's something like. Everybody should hear. So I was bartending and I came up with Obsess and I was like, oh my God, I need to like, I was coming up with lyrics while making drinks. And I'm like, I need to like jot these down or I'm going to forget because I was busy. You know what I mean? I'm like, that does happen sometimes. I'll come up with something and then I'll like... Busy, so I don't jot You're it down. Just sing
1: it in your head, in and groups. then I'll
3: forget something, and I'm like, "Fuck!" So that song, I knew I liked it, and I was like, "Oh, this will be good." So I like ran in the bathroom and like on my notes on my phone, I typed in the lyrics, and uh, uh, you know, I ch- and then when I got home that night, I know this. I was, I was a little drunk, and I was like, "I got to record this so I don't forget." And me trying to drunkenly sing "Obsessed," I couldn't figure out. The beat, you know, because it's just I'm just doing an acapella. So I'm like, it's just ah, no, 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 no. And I'm like talking to myself, trying to record and I keep restarting and like, you know, I'm like, wonder if I'll ever be that obsessed with someone else. I'm like, wonder if I couldn't figure out the wonder if I'm like, wonder if, if, if. And like I'm just stuttering and I look li- <laughs> there's like twenty recordings of upset I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh let me listen to that song. So because I, I still remembered it. Right, but this is a
1: good song. But I'm let's listening to dog. it and
3: I was like, oh, this is gold. This is amazing. <laughs> the, here's the hit, here's the copy. Let's just play that. I it love on.
1: that tune. I played it first today. We're we're doing this post rehearsal. I played that one first today. I yeah. love that tune.
3: Yeah, it's just like all right, let's because start it's playing. It's such and,
1: a fucking modern concept too. Like
3: I, I wrote obsessed.
1: it. With myself. So, I feel that way.
3: Katie, in, my friend Katie, inspired part of it. You know, one of the lines is, I used to dream of family, but now I must confess, I only want a wedding so I can wear the dress. Katie used to say, "Yeah, I just want to wear the dress. And I, she called me out on it too. When she heard obsessed, she was like, I feel like I said that first. And I'm like, you might have, I don't know. And who's, who's, who remembers? <laughs> well, it's fun. I was like, thanks for inspiration. Thanks for inspiration, bitch. So, so, you know, and that kind of stuck with me because I'm like, that's funny because I could, like, see a lot of people thinking that because, you know, we live in this, like, Instagram, Facebook oh world God, where everything right? is – it's a look and it's it's a fucking lie. And I'm like, you know, you look picture perfect on the internet and everything's fine when, like, that's, like, just not how it is. Everybody so when she said that –
1: fucking falling off the rails. Kind of yeah.
3: sparked something. And then, you know, <laughs> this will get a little aggressive. My ex-boyfriend kept hitting me up and I was not – I, I, we had broken up like t- two years prior you know and then I was like god damn this motherfucker won't leave me alone and then one night I, I didn't do it but I was like I could really get laid right now maybe I should just call him and then I was like that is such a selfish fucking thought which also sparked adding to upsets because I'm like just because like I want to get a dick inside me I'm going to call this asshole who I hate like I can't stand him but I was like wow, I would really stomach, like, spending a, a, any time with him at all just because I'm, like, horny. <laughs>
0: yes.
3: And I'm like, that's... It's it's selfish. So I was like, <laughs> it is. That's what, and You're I was like,
0: like... I'm a
1: selfish asshole. And yeah. I'm like,
3: damn, I care, like, about my needs that much. And I, it just all came to, like, the, the... It's just all... It was all around the time that Katie said the protest comment and then I was like, I had to write a song about something else because, as yes, you know, a lot of my music is a little angry. And... Um, I was like, I need, I, I want to write about like this world, and then just being behind the bar, you know. All of a sudden, just came to me, and I was like, oh, I got the song. All of these.
1: What about the are... daddy's throne lyric? That's a lyric that always sticks up to my ear. Say that lyric. Sing
3: uh, it. What is it? Uh, I'm daddy's little girl. I was raised on the throne. If there's something that I want, want, it's quickly something that I own. Um,
1: I love that lyric.
3: Well, so I, I also wanted to like talk about growing up a certain way and I don't think I was like spoiled to shit but I had a good you know and I'm like that's why I was like you know I'm, I was
1: and you're the middle daughter
3: I'm the middle daughter our parents are awesome you know they they provided us with everything they possibly could while still being like fuck you assholes you gotta work too but we'll help you out uh, yeah,
1: it's cool that you feel that way
3: yeah no they were they were awesome like you know they I got a job when I was 15 and it wasn't because I needed it it's because we were like raised to like
1: fucking melt mark
3: Fucking Mount Mar—I don't even know where that is.
1: Uh, Say your town again.
3: Westmoreland, dude. Look, I get something in
1: my head, and I just can't. And it happens every podcast where I can't remember something. We talked about this five minutes
3: before we started this podcast. Anyway, yeah. So you know,
1: Westmoreland.
3: Westmoreland.
1: (sighs) Well, people work. My so you dad. You were 17. You got a job. You didn't get a job at 14. Because no, you do work your ass. I as well. was. I, I was. I was
3: 14 or 15 when I got a job.
1: Yeah, it's like an upstate thing. It's like you're 14, get your fucking working papers. Yeah. Get your ass, dude. I had a job at 14. I got my working papers the day. It was like yep. expected. Yeah, because there's
3: different. Like when you're under 16, you can only work like 15 yes. hours a week, and then after yes. 16, and they're like, now nah, you're an adult, and you can just fucking work <laughs> get your this. ass. You can Wash
1: the 90 yeah.
3: hours a week, and nobody, yeah. and you're not going to make any extra money. Nobody gives a shit about you. But yeah, I started working at a children's clothing store it's... and then um, yeah I worked all the time so you know saying like I'm daddy's little girl I was raised on the throne I'm like you know I'm like, I'm just peop- like especially these like you know let's say like insta famous people you know like these assholes are fucking spoiled and I'm sure a lot of them do work their ass off you know I'm not like knocking anybody for what it is that they do but I'm like there's just like such a an entitlement I think like in my age group Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like hit on that, you know, like, and also me, like, you know, I'm a tough guy, like nothing fucking gets me down, which obviously is not true. Like a lot of things get to me, but I don't, I try my best to not let people see me sweat. That's why I have the, you know, I, I hit on like being spoiled with daddy's little girl. And then the mother lyric, which is, you know, mother said be strong. Mother said be smart. Did it make me independent? Did it give me a cold heart? Which you said broke heart earlier, which is offensive. But
1: oh my God, I'm just taking it very I personal. got the melody notes. All right, We've been
3: dude. playing together for
1: two years
3: and still don't know the words we'll to the song.
1: I don't know the lyrics to literally any song. I read them off of an iPad. Anyway, yes. So that led this song.
3: Because, you know, I'm like, you know, I was raised to be tough. And I'm like, okay, it's a good thing for sure. But I'm like, oh, does it make me like, does that mean I'm going to like die alone? Is like Because I'm like too stubborn to like... You know, that's why I'm like, to make me independent or to give me a cold heart. Like, am I just an asshole now? Which I kind of am, let's be real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not an asshole, dude. Uh, Come on. Everybody loves you. People meet you and they're like, that is awesome, right? And I'm like, yeah, Rosario's the shit, right? Yeah, Come on. People yeah. love you.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just
1: saying.
3: Um, yeah, I like that song and I like, I think it's relevant to our time.
1: I feel like we should talk about the hit song then a little bit too. If you're S- gonna if you're gonna drop little behind the music action, S T F B D. Yes. Sit
3: the fuck back down. That's definitely the hit. That's the one that that's the one that people that's the one that people respond to. Um,
1: sit. It's the f- like a Rage Against the Machine song meets a young woman. You know what I mean?
3: Hell yeah! So sit the fuck back down. I used to be in a band. This was probably four five years ago. This band. Uh, and I've always been about being a solo artist because I have a very clear vision as to like what I want my look to be, what I want my sound to be, or fairly clear. You know what I mean? Like I have my like the things that I know make Caitlin Rosati. And but I, I was uh bartending with this dude who played country music and we became very good friends. And he said he wanted to um start playing music again and i felt the same way this is my first bar gig and i like stopped playing music because bar world sucks you in it's good money you make a lot of friends that are also kind of like at this weird in between and you know you fucking end up drinking a lot so it just was like not i wasn't being productive and it was the first time in like my life i wasn't being productive with my music and it was driving me nuts but i didn't really know where to start so him and i were like let's just get like a rehearsal space in the lower east side and start playing music together started playing music turned into this band it was called honey badger
1: Good name, yep. great name.
3: Which I was like hesitant about, cause I'm like, um, I I know I've always like, just wanted.
1: To... I'm fucking Kayla Rosati.
3: I am a diva.
1: And you can be honey badger.
3: Be but honey it's Kaylen, badger.
1: Rosati and honey badger. Be okay? honey
3: badger. All you motherfucking <laughs> want to be. But but I was like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's I'll Whatever. try it.
1: Bands oh, a band. yeah.
3: I'm a yes girl. Let's do it. So we start playing met this, like, awesome drummer, hey, Hassan, and uh, our friend became our bassist, and it kind of was like, you know, we started playing gig, you know, it's just, it just all started happening. But it was never, like, cohesive. It was never, like, it was always his songs, my songs, his songs, and it was fun, like, but it was like every show was a party, you know, and I'm like, which, Caitlin Rosati shows are a party, too, but I still take that shit seriously. I felt like no one was taking it seriously. So, but it was conflicting, because we were such good friends. Then he started getting very heavily into drugs which Mm. interrupted a lot so you know i'm like uh, just by nature i'm a fucking worker you know so i'm doing all the managing for the band and i'm booking all the shows and booking all the rehearsals and i'm not complaining about any of it but i'm like why am i doing this for a band i don't even really want to be a part of that no one else fucking cares about and i'm like i should just be caitlin Rosati. but it was weird because we were friends whatever long story short decided to like gently break up with the band he did not take it well he was also on a lot of drugs at the time.
1: You were I, probably a crucial part of this band at this point. Well,
3: me? yeah, I did everything, and then even like when yeah, I was, you did
1: everything, <laughs> and then when I was, when I, I played the
3: drums. I put no,
1: I'm just kidding, but no, uh, but I mean, like you did all the business stuff. Well, and that then was the first the thing he right, said and to me. You, you probably became the face of the band too, he, right? The, you pretty were the front much. Person, he yeah. started
3: the first thing he said to me when I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, you can keep the name. I'll be at every show. I tried. To be nice about it, he was like, "Well, I'm gonna need all the email passwords." And I'm like, "See, just that alone shows how much you don't give a fuck about this band." Because like, we've been doing it for six months, and you don't even know the email. You know, I did everything for it, so I was just like, "Sure." Like, what? I'm just, I don't care. I just don't want to do it anymore. So we played one last show, and this was someone who was like my best friend, and it was hard to watch the downfall of all the drugs, with, for one thing, and then he hated me because I was leaving his fucking precious band. So we played one last show in Orleans, Tons of people came. As soon as he left that show, he, like, blocked me on Facebook and, like, you know, he was pissed. He was mad at me. And it, at first I was just like, really, bro? Are you fucking kidding me? But then I was like, nah, I'm going to write a song. And that's why I wrote Sit the Fuck Back Down because I'm like, you're going to make me like I'm the bad guy because I don't want to be a part of this band. And then you're like, you know, and he was bad. We had a lot of mutual friends. We worked at the same place. By that point, I didn't work there anymore, you know, and he's bashing me, and I'm an asshole. And of course, like, he still works you're there. The so asshole. I'm yeah. the asshole. Mm-hmm. Right. Bro. So sit the fuck back down, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And then I put out the video for the other woman, which I did write. I wrote that on my own when I was walking Bowie, but they helped me come up with music to it. And, um, I recorded it with Tom, as you know, Tom.
1: We love Tom. BDE hashtag BDE. BDE.
3: Tom and his BDE Rift Studios. Tom. Tom. And so I recorded the <laughs> Tom. I recorded uh, the other woman, which, and then I made a music video for it. Actually, this is when I wrote "Sit the Fuck Back Down." This was like six months later, and then he he um, saw the video for the other woman. This guy. It was probably six seven months after I left the band. And he was pissed. He's like, I helped write that song. And he didn't. You know, I mean, like, you you, you played on it. You know, like, yeah. I wrote the fucking song. And, like, do you, you want some fucking royalties? Yeah, like, you
1: want the royalties for the chords, bro.
3: For Right, like, for fucking playing a G chord. Like, whatever. So... Just just everything about it. And then that's actually what sparked Sit the Fuck Back Down when he was like trying to bash my fucking music video, which was awesome because then like it got like a little bit of recognition. Like Pancakes and Whiskey wrote something about it. And then I'm like, <laughs> see what happens when you actually work your ass off, you piece of shit. <laughs> sit the fuck back down, bro. Oh, Hence the line, uh, spend your days popping pills, getting hazy. It ain't my fault, y'all so damn lazy. Cause I'm like, fuck you, man. Like I work for it. It's not handed to me. Yeah. So. Do it. I'd be happy for you. I don't give a fuck. I wish success for everybody, even, like, some people who have been horrible to me. That guy included. But, like, don't hate on me when I'm doing okay. So, yeah, it sparked. It sparked a little aggression. But I love Sit the Fuck Back Down. So, uh, thank you.
1: It's a timeless anthem, dude.
3: It's the best. Yeah. It's fun. But, man, I get out of breath sometimes when I sing it. When you sing it? Or rap it,
1: whatever you want to call it. It's a lot of lyrics.
3: Yeah, I really crammed him in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: like, I have a lot
1: of feelings. I have a lot to say about you, you asshole. Yeah. So many words, yeah.
3: It's a lot of words. I always imagine seeing it on, like, lyrics.com or something and have to keep being, like, Seymour, 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 because it's so fucking warm. See Seymour,
1: or, like, the karaoke machine would just be like...
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's like... I don't even, like it's, yeah, And you're like, like, ah! Speaking of Jay-Z... That's how his songs are. Whenever you sing karaoke, you're like, I don't know where to follow. And it goes so fast.
1: Oh, really? Have you read that about Jay Z, though? You I've told you this multiple times that that he was dealing drugs and he writes the songs all in his brain. Yeah, you've told me that. And then he has like multiple songs in his head. And dependent on the beat, he'll like be like, okay, I can change. because he has different flow styles? He used to be the king. I mean, he still is the king. And I think in retrospect, we will retrospectively look back at hip hop and be like, Jay-Z was the Bach of the Baroque movement. He'll be the the Bach of hip-hop. But all right, hold on. That's maybe the third uh, Mermaid Pilsner that's uh, letting I'm, me pontificate on why Jay-Z is the king of hip-hop.
3: But I'm still milking my first. I know, I actually, see like, that. Actually, fuck that. Give me a second one.
1: <laughs> I see that. Whatever, dog. I get to just listen, you know what I mean? So I'm like, eh.
3: Yeah, I'm yapping too much.
1: Well, it's good. It's a good thing. Your stories wh- are I guess, ridiculous. I guess that's
3: what you're supposed to do during a podcast, though.
1: That's right. You're supposed to yap. Yep. Yap. I have a,
3: I have a, a bottle opener on my keychain. For anybody who's wondering, because
1: you're a professional, And you in fact have two. I can see two of Do them I? from here. Oh
3: yeah. Oh, that's a that's, that's
1: the old school. Like that's the jock. I wear a white hat. I go to a. That's from my room. roommate
3: because I'm a dumbass, and three weeks ago, I was on the train and I had my keys in my hand because it was just about I have like three stops left and I just always like to be prepared. Well, I don't always, but in that case, I do. And this little baby was staring at me because she wanted to play with my keys and I'm a fucking sucker. And I'm like, all right, she can fucking play with my keys for a second, but then I got to get my keys back. This bitch jangled around my keys. And miraculously, when I got home, my house key was missing and both of my roommates are bartenders or work in bars. And this was only like 9.30 and they weren't gonna be home till about 2 a.m. And I was like, and I live far. So I'm like, is it worth it to go back in the city to steal, like, a set of their keys? Or do I just sit here and cry?
0: Mm.
3: I sat and cried, and then by tenth, I didn't really cry, but I was like...
1: You cried, and then, let me guess, you are like, ah, I'm going to go to this Greek bar and crush some orzo right now. <laughs> Dream about Santorini.
3: Okay, I actually went to Sycamore. It's a flower shop slash bar. Got some Pinot Grish, and...
1: It's like the old white check drink. You know oh, that?
3: yeah. I was like, I'm so pathetic. I'm like by myself really with my headphones in. Like, uh, you, I'm all you, melancholy because I'm locked out. And I'm like... I'm oh, uh, s- can I get some Pinot? Yo, those bartenders are going to be fucked up. It's their fault. And I bought myself a bouquet because it's also a flower shop. And... um I, like, had told him I was locked out of my apartment. You know, I'm, like,
1: talking to the bartender. It's always good to tell your bartenders your sob stories against something. When you're speaking bartender, you're saying this in Barwanese. In
3: Barwanese. And they're like, oh, man, get that girl another glass of wine. And I'm like, okay. It's, like, the one night I actually went home early. 9.30 is early because I get off of work at 8.30. Still managed to get a little toasty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry for partying. And the best part is it's like a 15-minute walk from my apartment, and I got fucked up because I'm waiting fucking four hours for my roommates. I took a, a $3 Uber home.
1: You took the Uber home, huh?
3: I Thank you for Uber receipts. $3.83. I'm like, I guess I took an Uber home. And I fell asleep on top of the bouquet that I bought myself, and they were all mangled and sad.
1: It was... And your roommates finally came home and just found you sleeping outside the door?
0: Or?
3: No, no, no. They, 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 I was in touch with one of my roommates, and she's like, okay, I'm leaving work now. I'll be there in 45 minutes. Within those 45 minutes. I you're hear,
1: like, i got to call this $3 Uber right I now. Spend,
3: I have to spend $3.83. Give me
1: another Pinot Gris. Pinot Grish for the house. And God. tequila shots. Can and I, then can I buy, I'm going. Can I buy a <laughs> bottle of Pinot Grish on a go? <laughs>
3: I might have asked that. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what happened? It's Thank funny you.
1: that you drink the Grige now, dude.
3: I'm a fucking... I like white wine. I have no shame. A couple usually, of
1: white wines. I'm a us- a usually a soft
3: blanc girl, but I'll go for the Pinot Grige.
1: You hit the Grige?
3: Get hit down. I can get down with a nice Gruner. It's a nice, it's a nice peppery German wine. <laughs> you remember that
1: show, Apparently. Bored to Death? No. With Zach Elefinoches and I never watched it, but Ted I Danson. You know about it, right? Mm-hmm. One of the characters, whatever his name is, Jason, blah, blah, blah. He drank... Beer. Yeah, it's okay. It's all over myself. He drank white wine on the show. So I had a little, like, I was so inspired by that show that I would drink white wines at home. Did you enjoy it? No, because you get fucking wasted. No shit. Like, you drink, like, three white wines. And, and you're, is, like, like, fucked up. Hammered, yeah. like yeah, I That's was, like, what happened to me that night. This and is was... bullshit. I'm wasted right now. I could drink ten beers. Right. And three Pinot Grigio. So like... Hey
2: cut <laughs> Let me buy myself a bouquet! The best was, it's, it's like... <laughs> I'm buying flowers! <laughs> I'm sad and I deserve flowers!
3: <laughs> so, I'm locked out. Give I more wine? So... Just uh, a couple of white wines! No, I'm coming out. White wine that night was a bad call. Oh, that's a bad fucking call. Fuck Bro, I'm gonna wine. be in a bar for four hours. Why the fuck am I pounding Pinot Grigio? Although,
1: in the winter, when it's cold, and then you go into a hot bar, and you drink a cold white wine. I have some weird that that. He also
3: likes a hot coffee in the middle of July.
1: I do. I like hot coffee in the middle of July. I don't know why, but a cold white wine in the middle of like January. It's
3: like the douchiest conversation we could possibly. Oh,
1: have. that is harsh, dude. I was telling you real talk. Just fucking smash it down, motherfucker.
3: Real talk. No, real I mean talk. on both ends. We're talking about like drinking white wine. I'm like, see, so yeah, I had like a Pinot Gris or a Gruner or you know a nice dry Sauv Blanc with some.
1: I don't legit fuck with it anymore because I'm afraid of it. I'm. It's like it's good, it's delicious, it's light, and then all of a sudden, you're two perfect. hours later, you're like, why? Why did I so? yeah <laughs> Like, uh, that was... I can't do it. I, I'm afraid of white wine.
3: Yeah, it's terrifying because it's too easy to drink. And it's not beer. So it's like, beer can be easy to drink, but beer is like, what, 5-6% if you're like yeah, it smart?
1: Doesn't, it doesn't slow you down. Like, fucking Pinot Grigio, that shit can
3: be up to like 14%. And if you're throwing it back...
1: You're pounding it back. You're like, oh, fuck.
3: You're like, why am I so great. fucking hammered? Yeah. So I'm all like fucked up and sad this night, just waiting for the text. And my roommate's on her way home. And I'm like sitting at the bar and I'm like, headphones in, you know, and I'm just like... So I I was like, oh, yeah, let me buy this bouquet, because I saw they had one left. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's all yours. It's like five bucks at this bar. And I was like, can I hold it? He was like, do you want to keep it on water? And I was like, I just want to hold it. And I'm like drunk (laughs) holding. And I'm like drunk holding this fucking bouquet. And I'm just like dude, Is this your
1: silent part? Was this the part where you were silent? Everyone
3: knows when I'm fucked up.
1: He's like, I'm sorry, did you want water or... (laughs) (laughs)
3: when I get past a certain point I stop talking uh, one of the funniest things my friend Natalie I was out with her the, the, I'm out with these people who were day drinking and I'm like at one point I'm like there was a full margarita in front of me and I'm like I can't I, I can't do it I'm tired I'm fucked up and everyone else is like you know like having a conversation and I'm just sitting there and I'm like staring at the wall and this margarita is not going down at all because I'm not drinking it and then they're like, Caitlin, you okay? And I was like, no, I'm drunk. They're like, no shit. You haven't said anything in an hour. <laughs> like, that's my go-to. No I get quiet.
1: Shit. Yeah, you do. You really do.
3: Because I, I, I get tired. I'm tired, Paul. I'm and, tired. And then you... <laughs> I work! Every day! I just told you I've been working since I was 14! And now I'm going to retire at 28.
1: This is true. The year of your retirement... 28, travel the world.
3: Then come back and... I don't know.
1: We'll Keep working hard. There's, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> figure
3: you know something I mean? it's out. Like,
1: I, I always think of it as like a fucking fictional. Like there are... It's like winning the lottery or becoming a classical musician. Like, sure, there are people who have something called a passive income stream. If you have a trust fund. Or Absolutely. They exist, but... Might not be you, motherfucker. Right. So keep throwing that phrase around because you're in business school right now. But, like, good luck. We're right. still all just working. Dude. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
3: And that's one reason why I never conform to a 9-to-5 job. Because I'm like, it's just, it, I, 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 well, could you imagine me sitting at a desk? I would just obviously never. No. No. I would, do, I'm not against it. You're not
1: getting on the everybody bus is what I like to call it. No, that's absolutely
3: not. not. You know, I could work for, like, a, a. know a media company I could see you know but regardless it's just work so I'm like you know and then people knock bartending you know they're always like well what are you really going to do with your life what's your plan and I'm like motherfucker I bank I get to travel whenever the fuck I want and I'm not attached to I'm not I'm not living my passion per se you know what I'm saying so I'm like I love bartending it's super fun I meet tons of cool people it's inspiring because, you know, like especially the bar I work at now, you know, it's like it's a it's a small business and it's like cool to watch like owners be so hands on. I love it. You know, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I also have the dream job of bartending jobs. You know,
1: you do. You have the best bartending gig in all of Manhattan.
3: I honestly believe I do. I work 11 to 8. So I'm not working late nights. I can eat. I can drink. The customers for the most part are cool. You always get the few assholes. But that's just it's a bar. You know, so, and they're very lenient with me taking time off. There's Mm -hmm. just little to complain about it. So that's actually, surprisingly, one of the hardest things to walk away from with this trip. Even though
0: it's bartending, you
3: know, it's like, it's steady and calm and it's not a bad job.
0: No, it's a great job.
3: It's awesome.
1: But it's just, I... As soon as you leave it, you're like, fuck. What am I doing? I'm never Teaching English!
3: This is probably the best job I'll ever have, which is just funny to me because it's... Bartending, which everybody is like.
1: Who rips on bartending, dude? Who
3: no one in on? New York. No one in New York. Oh,
1: no, yeah. That's not like a thing. Like
3: Mm, it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, you know, I also think
3: bartenders put pressure. You know, I work with a lot of people who are like, "Fuck, I can't believe like I still work here," or like, "Man, I got to do something else with my life." But I'm like, y'all, we got it fucking good. I don't know why you guys are stressing. <laughs> you have a pocket
1: full of cash, dude. Like, <laughs> and what are you, you can drink tequila about?
3: whenever the fuck you want, and you can eat, and you can take a trip, and like, I mean, okay, no, there's no you know health insurance, there's no paid time off, but like, we got it good. You know, Ooh, you bartenders in New York have it good. Well, yeah. Depending on the place. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard thing to walk away from and the city is so expensive. It's like at this point I I I need it. You know what I mean? I need it. And it takes me like having to like buy a one-way to Tahiti to like try to change something, to but try I'm to change like it up. Yeah. But I'm like I want to, you know? That's like where I I love bartending, but I've been doing it for 7 years and I don't want to do it forever. I could definitely see myself, like, owning a place down the road, but I don't want owning to. Owning a bar? That's Hell a yeah. move? Yeah. Possibly. We'll see. That was what I originally wanted, and then... Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Basically... Would it be in New York? Bi- no. Too expensive. And too much competition. You know, I watch all these awesome places close down. Like Trash Bar. And like my favorite little spot in Williamsburg, it's like the neighborhood spot. It's closing down because these asshole landlords just jack up the rent and it's going to be replaced with a fucking Starbucks, you know? And I'm just, why would I, why would I sign up? It's, it's almost signing up for failure. And I don't mean that in like a very like negative way. It's just, it's, it's too competitive. Yeah. So I could go somewhere cool and still have, but that's, that's way down the road. That's That's, that's not anytime soon. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna become insta famous.
1: What well, you have a lot of options right now. You have you're, you have a lot of options, and you're an inspiration to everyone. Kaylin. Thank you. Pam. Come on now. That's sweet. Fashion wise,
3: my unicorn sequin onesies.
1: <laughs> Music wise, you getting on stage and just not giving. Oh fuck, you like. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, which is the
3: thing that's that's totally. Command. It's you're fun, like, you know. I like going on stage. Just like
1: it's... I have to sound like. Blah, like, Dude, no who gives a like fuck yeah. it's just
3: it's fun and when you let all that shit go good things come to you and it's that's why I, it's like some hippy dippy shit but it's true when you like you know when I go on stage and I I the, if I, 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 always definitely get pre-show jitters 100% I've seen the, it. Yeah. Who, yeah like I get speaking of getting quiet I get quiet I get like paranoid and I get like I just want to get it fucking going but once I'm up there I'm like
1: well, that's not the person I see you're usually like Someone get me tequila and a beer. (laughs) Now! Bobby will be like, okay, uh, I'm going to the bar. Um, Does anybody else want anything? (laughs) And then we're all
3: like, yeah, we need 33 tequila shots. Thanks, Bobby. All right. Uh,
0: (laughs) Go now, Bobby. (laughs) Hurry up.
3: (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, but I I get, I get, I just need to stay like busy before the show. But then I don't want to do that because I want to be ready to like give all my energy on stage. Once I'm up there, it's like all chill though, you know? It's just all.
1: Yeah, you're a natural.
3: It's fun. It's like my therapy. I'm like, so you guys want to hear about all my problems via song? Because here they are. Thanks for coming.
1: Yes, you... Uh, I hope you have all those shows recorded.
3: I have a lot of them recorded.
1: Because I feel like just even the banter will uh, be your audio book. One board. Of the like, funniest This is going things- to be a piece of it. You can sneak this in but one
3: of the funniest all things. of the
1: stories that you tell on stage are always just like holy shit because you don't you have so many stories that you'll tell us a bunch of stories and then still as your band you'll tell a story where we're still just like what the fuck
3: I got is- a lot of stories I get myself into a lot of weird predicaments but one of the funniest things somebody said to me after a show this was actually at that trash bar show the one where I was a mermaid one of my very good friends it was her first time seeing me and she was like oh I didn't Realize it was a comedy act too. And I was like, it's not. <laughs> it's not supposed to be. She's like, no, you do like stand up between. And I was like, I don't think it's stand up, but it's banter, you know, like, cause what am I gonna do? Be like, okay, this next song is a. Uh... Like, you gotta keep those motherfuckers entertained.
1: Yeah, you're a natural entertainer.
3: I like entertaining. It's, it's part of bartending too, man. It I, is I'm part of seasoned. Team. To be a fucking entertainer. That's why.
1: Don't take your fucking eyes off me, bitch.
3: Watch me. Look in my glitter sequiny tits. (laughs) That's why I'm not nervous for traveling. I'm like, I got the shit. I got this. I will fucking figure out. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I'll find a way to get some type of fucking job. If I was in Greece for five days and was offered a bar gig by day five, I think I got a year down. I'll be fine. And at the very least, I got the online teaching gig which, meh, yeah, meh. But nah, it's
1: but I'm it's am it in two months.
3: But it's money, I know. I'm like, sorry, I landed something better. Sorry kids, good luck.
1: Um, I'm a bartender in New Zealand. Whatever, Christchurch, cool, whatever.
3: Sorry guys, sorry, but good luck. Swimming
1: with sharks. Actually, I'm teaching sharks English now. Um. <laughs> it's
3: a new thing, it's a new business venture.
1: I'm a venture capitalist. Well. That's another
3: thing that you know, I'm very passionate about is environment, environmental issues, and cleaning up plastic. Like when we were at the beach and I cleaned up all. <laughs>
1: Go ahead. No, Get it out. Get okay. it out. Okay,
3: we went to the Rockaways last week and with a bunch of friends, and I had handfuls of plastic, and Paul made fun of me and called me miss environment. I did fucking
1: make fun of you're you, dog. You're an asshole.
3: You're, your attitude has killed three turtles just in the time we've been talking.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, motherfucker. To be clear, I was sand monster. I was covered in sand. Rosati... I'm trying to, like, recoup my fucking losses in the shade. Rosati just plops, like, two (laughs) handfuls of plastic on me. I was like, what the fuck? Bro,
3: they weren't on you.
1: And you were like, I'm protecting the environment. (laughs) Who wants a Rosati
0: Rita?
3: Yeah, I got everyone (laughs) fucked up on Rosati Rita's, but jokes on me, I got the most (laughs) fucked up. I was like, oh, damn, this shit's strong. I'm fucking drunk. But I told you that was my plan. No, that was delicious. Jalapeno margaritas. risati Rita.
1: And you put... I was trying to actually, like, literally the next day, I was cleaning up. I was cleaning oh, up I, the like, fucking,
3: I was like, damn, yeah. I owe those motherfuckers a bottle of tequila. No, I no, went no, no. through all that.
1: No, no, no. But you put Old Bay seasoning and salt on the rim of the glass? Yes. The Old Bay was good. I noticed it, because I was like... I was the guy who was cleaning it up, because I was
3: trying like... Thanks, Paul. <laughs> I was like, I would I'm looking, help,
1: but... I'm looking for some thanks right now. No, it was like that... It was like the next night, and I were deep in the podcast. So I was like, I was like a little easy on the boost and a little harder on the chronic. I was just like, ah. Oh. So I was like in my chronic, like solo headspace. I was like, I'm going to clean this zone. And then I was like, held the old bay, obey, and I was like, oh, that is fucking Rosati's secret. Because I remember like licking the rim of the, I was like, That's <laughs> so good. What is that? Well, I don't really like spicy drinks. No. Well, it That's wasn't that really spicy. really my thing. No, but it had a little...
3: It was, <laughs> had a nice little kick. Yeah, I can get down with some fucking jalapeno margaritas. They usually do chili and salt. Chili powder, but I couldn't find any. So I was like, Old Bay is fine. You need that savory.
1: You need it. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm a
3: fan of the Rosati Rita. Clearly. I had a few. You were the... And then w- I was silent on a beach. <laughs> yeah, you
1: are like... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was like, all I right, gotta I'm go. go. And I'm like, we're all just let me sitting go. here, dog. because that was real talk. Real talk. Anyway, we're gonna let you go right now. It's been we're fucking plowing in a solid two hours and forty minutes. So
3: is that if, really how long we've been talking? Yes. Two hours. Yes. Damn.
1: But Rosati, it's all good. You're a natural entertainer. It's I'm the like, best.
3: Wow. Two hours. <laughs> 40 <laughs> minutes? So that's, that's a long time.
1: Me? Who? That me? Long? This old thing? Who knew? Who, Who knew? knew?
3: <gasps> but before we go, no, I'm just kidding. But all right, it's been real. Do you have
1: anything we need to say before you go?
3: Absolutely not. I think we've gotten it all covered.
1: There's more to say. Well, well we there's always more to say. absolutely have to do one when you get back, though, from the tour, from the trip.
3: Yeah, we got time.
1: We got time. That's like a year, a year change and a half away from now.
3: Yeah,
1: but that would be, maybe we can
3: do one while I'm out there.
1: Yeah, we can definitely do one while you're out there. Rosati at in, Kilimanjaro in July.
3: That sounds hot. <laughs>
1: not like sexy hot. That
3: sounds like weather.
1: Oh no, yeah, that's, I knew exactly what you meant. Like that's like. I'm
3: like I think Tanzania is pretty close to the equator. That sounds like I might. Maybe that's not a good idea. No, no it it like, it's,
1: it's hot in multiple ways because the room that Rosati and I are in right now is fucking filthy hot. Like I'm. Thank you so much, Caitlin Rosati. I gonna love you, turn Paul. the AC on. And I think, to wrap this up, because I, this all comes together in my head, like right now, I think Set the Fuck Back Down will be the opening song to the shit, and then this would go into Obsessed right now. What do you think of that?
3: I agree, because those are the two we really talked about, and those are the two best ones, let's be real. Other than Vanilla, but... Oh, well, Vanilla. Vanilla doesn't fit in this situation.
1: No, but...
3: Yes, I agree.
1: Listen to Obsessed because the lyrics are perfect.
3: And you can probably relate because we live in a conceited, shitty world. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note,
2: Rosati out. I get a sick thrill up the stairs, I get from strangers. I know how good I look, they're attracted to my danger. It looks like it comes easy. At this point, it really does. I've trained my brain to be this way, not the way it once was.
0: I say I choose this life. Can you see through my disguise? I'll never face the ugly I I say I choose this life, but the mask becomes foolproof, I'd rather live a pretty life. Mother said be smart. Didn't make me independent. Or did it give me a cold heart? Mother said be strong. Mother said be smart. Didn't make me independent. Or did it give me a cold? Give me a cold. Give me a cold.